everybody, and welcome to the Suspense is Killing Us. It's uh, it's me, your co-host, uh, Kevin Clark, and over here, sitting next to me, is... Travis Boat. Yeah, and sitting next to him, uh, Lynch. around the table, and we have a very special guest today. Sitting Int- next to me. Sitting next to Matt, and, and me. Um, Whatever Kevin Do wants. I say my name? Do you yeah. want to say it? Emily Soderback. Yeah, I was going to have you say it, but Matt started being mean, so, you know. Emily Soderback. It's his way. Yay, Yay Emily. Yay. Thanks for coming on the podcast uh we have specially specially curated uh, tri- triple feature f- just for you All my favorites i'm ready i'm ready for it i can't say that any of us are gonna agree that these are our favorites but it'll be a interesting conversation anyway i like, I like them spoiler alert none of these became one of my favorite movies oh, not nope. one of them man i like no. them single spoiler one. alert i liked one of them that's good yeah i did like one of them yeah Kind of. I enjoyed them all. I'm glad <laughs> Thank that you, Matt. you enjoyed them all, really? Like I made wow. Yeah, they're fun to watch. Okay. They're great. Oh, wow, okay. okay. Yeah. They're fun to watch. Did either of you, I'm going to accept Emily on this com- this question, uh, she'll find out why. Did either of you watch these with a girl? Mm-hmm. Good. All three of them. Yeah, I found that to be uh, very enlightening. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess. In, in Kevin's case, the girl, I believe, liked them less than you, uh-huh. right? Yeah. Yeah, but... but Entire, uh, a lot less than me, every single one of them. Yeah. <laughs> what order did you guys watch these in? Uh, I watched them in the order in which we are going to discuss. I watched them. the. I watched them I in. Well, our movies today. Our movies today. Well, I might as well say are the uh, mm. nineteen. Is it nineteen ninety two? Yeah, nineteen ninety two is Poison Ivy. Poison Ivy. Nineteen ninety three is The Crush, and nineteen ninety six is Fear. Teen Screams. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is, that, is, that the, is that the title killer. of the episode? Can I, I can I use that? I think so because it's yeah. It doesn't really. They're not all like bad girl movies because one of them no. is a bad boy one movie. One of them is a very much a bad boy movie. But all these girls end up in a little trouble. Uh, yeah, but yeah, yeah but some of them aren't. But they, I, I would say that they're not entirely. One of them isn't entirely caused by the girl. No, not at all. One of them is just a. a, a actually, about one of them one hundred percent is. Mm-hmm. Oh, and you'll have to. And you'll, we're <laughs> well, not going to tell you which one. Yeah, I can't wait to find out. <laughs> Try and guess. Yeah, I just watched all these, and I don't know. Well, I think uh, I do. Emily, uh, before we before we jump into these movies, want to give us an idea of just sort of what these movies meant to you, yeah. like your relationship with them. Um, these movies are just a ton of sleazy teen thriller fun. Where, I mean, two out of three is where young girls really just fuck with dudes and, and screw their life up. I mean, fuck with and, and fuck and, on. Yeah. And, at, fuck at. And, at, fuck, and fuck around. On, at and with dudes. All around. Old, um, old dudes often. Yeah. yeah. No, these are like the 90s-ist of 90s uh, thrillers with some some great soundtracks. Start off <sighs> career points for yes, Alicia yeah. Silverstone. Very first movie. Drew Barrymore was all well into her you know, Tra- clubbing, transitioning clubbing into and adulthood. Had she yeah. been in Playboy before or after this movie? She was seventeen when this was made. So oh, was that, okay, so after. Likely. I thought that <laughs> so this was her like Silverstone. sort of her uh, out of rehab. She was out of movie. rehab. At I this took point. I took some notes on this. Okay, because she was a drug addict this when she was, was like, like her ten. Darkest year because hmm. the year after she did the Amy Fisher story, Doppelganger and Wayne's World. 2. Oh, wow! But 92? by the way, we should do all three of the Amy Fisher TV movies. Oh my god, please! You know that's happening. As an aside, oh yeah, that would be good. Um, good. In 92, she did Poison Ivy, Gun Crazy. Mm. Uh, she had a very brief role in Waxwork, too. Oh, yeah. She's in Sketch Artist and No Place <laughs> to Hide, which were all like... She's in Sketch uh, Artist? Yeah, which were all like, you know... Jeff Fahey that, vehicle, the Sketch Artist. Vibe, oh, man. <laughs> we had a little Jeff Fahey love fest last episode. Yeah, well... <laughs> for, a, for a long time there, it didn't seem like Drew Barrymore was going to triumph. 
that she was maybe going to be a casualty, like yeah. one of the child stars who kind of goes into a, in a dark direction. And yeah. she did not. She became a big movie star and yeah. seems like she's healthy and happy. She's to got this her day. own like yeah. production Which is incredible because she was a fucking cokehead when she was like eight. That's that show where she and eats people. people let it, it's pretty pretty funny. Funny. Coke problem. People let it happen. Well, yeah. Well, I started my coke my problem when I was ten, and I could handle that shit. Remember when she flashed David Letterman? Mm-hmm. Yeah. People loved it. That was great. People loved it. I fucking loved it. I don't know if Letterman loved it. I think Letterman loved it. I think he I mean, I think he did, I but he, he had to he it. had to pretend like he didn't know the sponsors. He did. That was <laughs> oh, no. direct Put quote. Away. Direct David those, Letterman. Those quote. jerks over a G, hey, those fat cats. Hey, Paul, how about the hey, uh, sponsors, hey? hey Paul, how about everybody shut up? Everybody shut up. Kevin's doing his David Letterman impression. Matt was doing his too. How about her tits, Paul? Huh? <laughs> everybody gets a chance to do their Letterman impression. Kevin, go. Hey, hey, yeah, hey, hey, Paul, you you see this uh is pencil, okay, pencil, hey. pencil. Hey, Paul. Hey, Paul. Uh, Emily, I see your tits. I don't go. have one. I do. Uh, that was good. good. What about her tits? That was, that was like, so. That's what Letterman would have said. I channeled it. I don't even want to hear Travis's now. Emily's hey, was so good. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey. Arliss. Yeah. yeah, you like the Arliss show, Paul? <laughs> oh, hey, hey, I got, I got a. Uh, you want to buy a monkey? Yeah, there you that's yeah. good. I like that one. From Kevin Boyd. Uh, it was just uh, Reese Witherspoon is one of her first movies too. I have to imagine Fear. I th- yeah, it was because I also took notes on that. Yeah. Um, I think it was like her very first movie was some coming of age movie. Man, man, before, man on the freeway. moon. Man on the moon. Yeah, she did Freeway the year after this one, I think. Yeah. Or the same year. No, it was. This, it came when out the same Twilight? year. When was Twilight? The a year before, a year after, probably. Okay. You mean twi- You mean the Twilight? With the Twilight the, with the like old, James Garner, the old people Paul Twilight. Yeah, not yeah. with Paul Newman. Not their good Twilight. When, that, when the new Twilight came out on video and people they come in asking for Twilight, you be like, you mean the one with Paul Newman? No, what? No. And they go, what are you talking? The about? fuck are you talking about? <laughs> oh right, Paul, Paul Newman's in Twilight. Why are there teenage girls asking for a Paul Newman movie? Yeah. <laughs> because he's hot. What? <laughs> no, I mean old Paul Newman. No, he's never old mind. Old I take it back. <laughs> it has nothing to do with any of that, but there was. It's just a fun story that I always liked where I was working at the Metro Cinemas and that uh, we were playing uh, Black uh, Black Hawk Down mm. with Josh Hartnett. It yep. was a real teen steam throb heart whatever. Yep. Uh, teen steam throb teen heart. Stream throb he was a steam throb, throb, throb for sure. <laughs> teen steam throb heart. He was on and, uh, and a bunch God. of teenage girls came to see Black Hawk Down. Yeah, yeah and, we've uh, talked and, about this, Travis. And I also did that, yeah. I think. And at one point, I asked uh, I asked these uh, this group of teenage girls, like, so are you guys going to see this because Josh Hartnett's in it? And one of them goes, no, we really like war. <laughs> <laughs> that was just fucking that's hysterical. That's a rough movie too. It, that's, it's I mean, very it's, violent. It's no Pearl Harbor. It's no, super. It's super. Sure. It's but super brutal. Is, really. But war is super brutal, Kevin. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's got a lot of Englishmen doing terrible American accents in it. Uh, yeah. It's like half the cast. All right, but this isn't, uh, we're not doing this podcast on Black Hawk Down, much as I wish we were. No, sorry, this, uh... We this, are talking uh, about Teen Screams. This White Claw Hard Seltzer Emily Brad is already going to my head. Yeah, this is this episode <laughs> sponsored by the six-pack of White Claw Hard Seltzers that she <laughs> got. Oh, you guys, we, it's an eight-pack. Oh, it's an eight-pack? All oh, right. Woo! We can all have two. Everybody yeah, go out and uh, buy some White Claw Hard Seltzer. And, and if you're guys. listening to this, anybody who works there, send us a free show. Please sponsor yeah. us. Yeah, give us some I'm not even a guest, but please. <laughs> yeah. We'll kick you in on the back end. <laughs> yeah. Some free Whatever shit. Whatever that means. Emily gets a cut. What are you busted for? Uh, I gotta keep a certain grade point average. I'm slipping in biology. My name's Sylvie Cooper. Like most 15-year-olds, what Sylvie Cooper wanted more than anything else was a best friend. Everybody hates me. Oh, well, everybody hates me, too. Do you want to come over? Someone to talk to. Wow, 
is great. Someone to understand her. Oh, Ivy, this is my mom, Georgie. Till death. Someone like Ivy. It's nice and cool in here. All right. Um, Poison Ivy, 1992. Directed by... The lady that Norman Bates chopped up and put in the ice chest in Psycho 3. Cat oh. What a pedigree. <laughs> Formerly director of uh, Stripped to Kill. Uh-huh. And a weird uh, Christina Applegate vehicle called Streets, which I watched. Also disappeared... Okay, we're doing the director of Poison Ivy, right? Disappeared yeah. for yeah. a while and then directed the new Nancy the new Drew, Nancy Drew, movie Drew movie this year. <laughs> yep, that's right. Just came featuring out of the woods and did a Nancy Drew movie. Got the girl from It. Yeah, yeah. featuring our girl uh, Sophia Lillis. Oh, no shit. Okay, good for her. Uh, Supposedly, so, it's good. I haven't seen it. Cool. Right. What is, this is this is the first uh, of all. So this is this basically, I guess you could say, certainly inspired Crush because Crush is like a Poison Ivy ripoff. Yeah, we'll, we'll uh, get and they're also all, inspired Poison Ivy two, Poison Ivy three, <laughs> and four, right. and four, Poison Ivy the Awakening, or I don't know what it's called. And they're all Fatal Attraction ripoffs. Mm-hmm. I finished watching this. As you saw, seconds before you I walked, guys came yeah, down. Yeah, we walked in on the end credits. Oh, yeah. We so walked in is, on Travis watching this. It was embarrassing is, for everybody. I was awkward. not jerking off. It was off. really weird. I promise I was not jerking off. <laughs> not, not at the end credits you were. <laughs> not at that point. Yeah, not when we walked in. Oh, you guys got here just in time, you hey, said. guys, it's got naked Tom Scared in it. What am I, what am I going to do? Oh, uh, yeah. He did a good a job. A lot of it. <laughs> Surprise! It does. Most of the nudity in the movie is Tom Skerritt. Yes. Actually. All right. So <laughs> Drew, Bar- Drew Barrymore is 17 at the time of filming this, yeah. and yeah. Tom Skerritt is a beautiful Robust. 59 years Oof. old. But he oh. looks about 90. Tom Skerritt is bad in this movie too. He's uh, he seems to be well, due on drugs or we're something. We're getting ahead of ourselves. What the hell is this movie about? <laughs> it's about how Tom Skerritt's a dad who fucks Drew Barrymore. Well, spoiler alert. <laughs> who, his, basically, his life falls apart and he ends yeah. up fucking Drew Barrymore. So Darlene but, from Roseanne. Yeah. That's right. Sarah Gilbert, who uh, I had a crush on from Roseanne. She's pretty cool. Because she wrote and drew comic books. Or, or I mean, Darlene did. Darlene and her boyfriend, uh, Big Bang Theory. Oh, yeah. She narrates the whole thing. It's yeah. from her diary entries, and she's boy. Uh, uh, this is just uh, just a little snippet of dialogue from from her. She it starts with voiceover of Sarah Gilbert, and she's staring at uh, Drew Barrymore. She swings on a swing, and she is dressed in a way that we're constantly reminded in this movie is very slutty. Even though yeah. through modern eyes, you're kind of like, she what are people normal. talking about? Yeah, yeah the word like, my God, what a slut. A uh, Skangy. Yeah, I Skangy. Looked, I actually yeah. I looked up Skangy. Same. I also did. I looked it up on Urban Dictionary. And, and it says a uh, wild or uh, horny or something, yeah. and then I, and then the quote the only the use it in a sentence underneath it is just a quote from this movie. So these people in this movie <laughs> just fucking made up some slang term, and we're like, we'll see if it catches on. It did yeah. not. So Sarah like Gilbert calls her a scangy hoe multiple ho. times, but then but then always like backs it with, yeah. and that's my best friend. I've got I've got that quote too, but but here's here's Sarah Gilbert talking about herself. I'm more of the politically, environmentally correct feminist poetry reading type. You know, Same. boring. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's how she talks about herself. It's good. Yeah. yeah. And so, so she's kind of like, considers herself to be plain, and uh, and she's she's sort of like the arty, she's kind of a Dario type of a person, I would say. Mm-hmm. Kind of an arty um, uh, misfit who doesn't fit in with her fellow classmates. A misfit who doesn't fit in. A misfit, a misfit who, who doesn't, doesn't fit, fit in. in. Can you yeah. believe it? Comes from a oh lot of God, money. Oh my God, that's what that, yeah. move, that's what that word means. But yeah. she's rich, you she's know, rich. so she's sort she's mega of rich. And she hangs out at the Cool Creek where Ooh. all of the cool teens go to make out, swing on rope swings, shoot the shit, yeah. lose their boots. And she's just and she's just chain smoking uh 
clove. Uh, she clove smokes cigarettes in this. the entire yeah, movie. So cool. Just every scene, she's smoking a clove cigarette. Yeah. <laughs> it is a cool creek, though. There's a point later on when she's contemplating using the swing, and then two people like shove her aside. Yeah, they, and then they start didn't doing, give her like, a minute to decide. <laughs> they're like, get the it's, fuck out of here. It's really funny. And they start doing so very easy. acrobatic stuff on the swing, too. It's pretty, it's like they're in, in a circus or it's something. It's weird because that whole scene is supposed to be sad, I think, for her. You're supposed to be like, oh, she's in a bad yes. place. And then these whole, these like weird teenagers come up and push her aside <laughs> yeah. and start happily swinging on the swing. Well, You're like, what like, the fuck is happening? She's trying to decide whether or not to like be rebellious and like get out of her shell, but yeah. you know, she's taking too long to decide someone's just going to do it for her yeah. and leave her in the dust. That's literally you know? what happens in the movie. Somebody does it for her. So, so she meets Drew Barrymore, who's a slut. Uh, or right, at least dressed ho. at least I believe you like mean Skangy Ho. Sorry, Skangy yeah. Ho. She's also she's also described as a slut yeah, in this yeah, too. Yeah. So right. I, I, you know, both things. We don't. Also, really? she names her. She we yeah, don't, she have a name. We don't know. We Drew don't actually know her real name. Uh, Sarah Gilbert decides that her name is Ivy. Why does she not the just t- ask what her name is? Because she, for some reason, panics and tells her dad, Tom Skerritt, uh, "That's Ivy." And then she's like, "Your name's Ivy, by the way." And then never asks her her name yeah. after that. When, her parents are dead or gone or something, and she lives with her aunt, who she says is mean to her and stuff. So then she ends up kind of moving in with Sarah we ne- Gilbert we never and their rich family. Aunt. No, I don't know. They ref- there's a voiceover that references that like it was okay for her aunt. She still got her che- check every month, oh, and yeah. now Ivy lives with us. And everybody just calls her Ivy because she had like a a, f- a temporary tattoo on her leg of like Ivy. And so Sarah Gilbert's like Ivy, and she goes, "What's your real name?" And she goes, "I like Ivy." So oh. she just would be like a yeah, new beginning for me. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, sixteen. Yeah. Her motivations are very are very vague we don't through find a lot out, of it. Yeah, we don't find out much about her. No. Like, a lot mm-hmm. of times in movies like this, we find out that the person had a past. Yeah, it's not like single white female yes. where it's like, oh, we went to the doctor and found out what her deal is. There's a reason yeah. for what's happening. Yeah. In this one, it's like, I guess she kind of... Well, anyway, also... She's poison. Sarah Gilbert has a... Her dad, who's Tom Skerritt, who runs a local TV He's station. Kind of a local Rush Limbaugh. Town. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, then and her mom, who has like... Uh, I guess we could refer to as a movie disease, where she is dying, but still like uh, fucking they gorgeous. They essentially had she's emphysema. Depressed, man. No, she's, she's like... probably depressed, and she's... She's a pill popper. No, she's not, she's not just pr- depressed, though, because she has this breathing device, and she's constantly like, I'm in pain from breathing. Yeah, I think they mentioned <sighs> she had emphysema or some sort it's of like, lung disease. Yeah, it's like movie rich people's disease where like people, where people get sick white, and they still look and they still look as good as they always would. It's a beautiful, in, it, like, beautiful illness. Like she's like, I'm fucking disease. gorgeous, but I'm dying on the inside. Yeah. Cheryl Ladd. Cheryl Ladd. Yeah. She she's always wants the window open to hear the rain. <laughs> yes. She's that's that's going to prove to be a fatal, fatal flaw Oops. there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you probably shouldn't do that. <laughs> she's got velveteen rabbit disease. Yeah. And... It's very, it's very pretty and sad. Uh-huh. And she's, she's. And Tom Scarrett is, he's had it. He's through. <laughs> well, he, well, she he, keeps wanting to take drugs. I guess to alleviate the extreme pain that she's in because sure. she's dying. And Tom Scarrett's like, I'm not giving you. You can't have the, the drugs. And she's like, give it a fucking drug. I want my Percocet. I want my Percocet back. You can't have it. And that's their whole relationship. Yeah. She's much. like, if I was, gonna, she says at one point, if uh, he wouldn't be, if I wanted to kill myself, he wouldn't be able to stop me. <laughs> And yeah. then I think she gets her pills back. <laughs> yeah, all right, have a pill, I Ripley. Guess, I guess you're right, Ripley. I don't remember the mom's name. <laughs> it's Ripley. Something like that, probably. <laughs> so Ivy moves in to the Cooper's house, 
What? Uh, uh, the mom likes Ivy. At first, she doesn't because she's a slut. Right. She's dressed outrageously. But then it turns out that she and fits then, all of her into all of her clothes perfectly. <laughs> she's like a living doll. It's kind of weird. And she kind of looks like the mom, and so that's a whole thing. Mm. Uh, and she then she basically goes about going about the role of supplanting the mom's uh, position in the family. That's that's the whole movie. That's the plot of the yeah, movie. A, but it seems like the, but there's a there's a whole a whole other part of the film which is sort of about the friendship between the two girls. That's what that's the movie. Sh- that's what the it. movie should be about. And then it turns into like get, you getting stupid scenes in an elevator with Tom Skerritt being like to his coworker, "Do I look older?" And you're yeah. like, "Why is this about a dad?" So this movie Why is, this about is a dad? mostly about two teen girls who like find a really cool connection friendship wise and Ivy isn't even that bitchy or mean or weird yeah. until about 45 minutes in yeah um so the first first half of this movie is great you, you you see these girls finding connection with each other and kind of becoming sisters in a way and then uh 45 minutes in Tom Skerritt is going to be hosting this big fundraising gala or whatever in his yeah. rich mansion and Ivy decides to schedule Sarah Gilbert to teach There's kids how to read during that time? Dad's, yeah. It says dad's party like in like exciting uh, bubble letters on her yeah. calendar and there's a close-up of Drew Barrymore on the phone with somebody going like, oh, the, the 16th, there's a close-up of her finger like w- uh, waving around and then going, mm, and pointing at it and going, no, she doesn't have anything. I'll, you can go ahead and schedule her yeah. to help inner city kids, which is something she does. So then Ivy has to help Tom Skerritt host the party and like yeah. be a cocktail girl yeah. and wears uh, one of the mom's beautiful dresses and puts her hair up and she like looks like 20 20 she was 20 and i I will say and then like there's a whole thing where she excuses then then tom scare like ends up making out with her in like a dark room and they excuse it like well he thought he thought he was it was you and he loves you and the mom is like oh okay i still like you after she was just mad because she caught them making out (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, because everybody in this movie is a fucking moron uh but uh before that, Tom Skerritt is like real is real creeping on uh, on Ivy. I just want to say like while we're on this while we're on the cocktail party scene, there is a funny part when you get the point of a point of view shot of Drew Barrymore walking through the party and uh, and not a lot of guys are actually leering at her. I thought that that would have been what was happening, but then yeah. but then one guy <laughs> pops a solid leer and goes, "Oh, you can cater my party oh, anytime." Yeah. God. Cool, great, very cool, cool, cool guy. So she's trying to is she trying to supplant? Darlene is the daughter here. She's trying to supplant the mom. Yeah, she doesn't seem to have many designs on getting rid of Darlene. She like wants to be her mom. She like takes she but she like has this weird plan to like keep take her dog away from her because she's like secretly feeding him treats and the dog and that's a very weird that's a very weird subplot. I don't think she was trying to take the dog away. I think she just genuinely liked the dog because then later on when it's the whole there's a whole weird scene. It's great. By the way, it's the best scene in the entire movie where. The dog, the dog Where battle. Darlene, yes, from Fred Roseanne. The dog. I can't call her Sarah Gilbert. I just call her Darlene. Darlene. It's fine. Um, catches Drew Barrymore out in the garage with the dog and the car, and and she's like, "You're even trying to take my dog from me. He only liked me before. Let's see who he goes to when we call his name." <laughs> Is his name Max or something? Fred. 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 Fred the duck. So and he's like he's like a real like mutt. Like he's a real he's like mangy looking yeah. dude he's too. A, he's <laughs> a he's a mangy hoe. He's or one of those dogs that looks. Ho and a it's like a ho. perpetually confused looking dog. And he got even more confused when they both stood at opposite sides of the driveway and started calling his name back and forth. And instead of just standing there and looking at them, he kept going back he keeps and going forth. Back. And he would and look uh, back and forth. And I actually recorded because it went on for a while. I rewound it and recorded the 
the amount of time that this dog battle goes on. It's 48 minutes. <laughs> 48 minutes of this dog. It's going a back. very it's long amazing scene. Amazing how yeah. long this scene goes on. I started. Yeah. I started. It's not 48 minutes, but it, like it goes on a really long. It's like long the scene time. in They Live where they're fighting in the street. Yeah. It is kind of like that. On, it's on, it's on, exactly like that. I was laughing out loud. It was great. Um. Yeah, so Drew Barrymore is like kind of supplanting the uh, the mom, and yeah. uh, do we talk about the gross tattoo scene? The tattoo parlor scene is also is probably my second favorite scene yeah. in the movie because they go to the most disgusting tattoo parlor in the world and the and the most loathsome, disgusting tattoo artist. Did you guys just like you guys are over eighteen, right? <laughs> he like He's, belches. She's like, I'm twenty two. She's thirty. Thirty. He spits whiskey. <laughs> he spits whiskey on Drew Barrymore. Sarah Gilbert goes. Is this is this even sterile? And he spits whiskey under his her leg where he's going to take. It is now. And Drew Barrymore reacts to this disgusting act by like kind of rolling her yeah, eyes. Yeah, she makes her nose and then just and then he's like she makes there. an ick face like ew right. Anyway, then he's like, like, get up and leave. You want a tattoo of a well, I mean, fucking dick on you between your tits? A little. He has a small dick, and she goes, "Why? Why oh is it God. so small?" He's like, "The chicks like it between their boobs." <laughs> yeah. Like, Wait, here I have a quote. Have oh, a quote okay, here. perfect. What about a little penis that says <laughs> down the shaft, plan ahead? <laughs> Just out of nowhere. But what? a detail I noticed in this mean? scene, while this guy is being the most disgusting pervy dude ever, he is wearing like, uh, he is wearing like uh, gloves. You know how yeah. tattoo artists have to wear gloves. He's we- And I'm like, so I'm like, so is this guy, is this guy an actual tattoo artist that these people knew? And he's like, look, I'm going to, I'm going to actually tattoo this on Drew Barrymore. So I'm going to do this legit. I'll act like a gross creep while I do it. Maybe it's Drew Barrymore's like, uh, guy. I it might like there's be a thread that's going to run through all three of these movies, but especially in this one and, and, and the last one we're going to watch fear is that, uh, the teen girls have to do something that's objectively bad, scary and gross to seem cool. Oh yeah, yeah. like when cool they go grown up. When they go to like the club in fear and they go they hook up with these like 30-year-old like muscle-bound beardo criminals <laughs> on Vine like, and Occidental. Yeah, scumbags. <laughs> yeah, very strange. Um, <laughs> yeah, they got to hang out with scumbags. They got to see the real side of life. Well, yeah, and that's what Ivy's that's what Ivy's teaching to Darlene. Yeah. She's teaching her about this like this bad the bad side of life like this is what this is what it's like and they have a whole argument about how she's low class and then how she's like fake rebel because yeah, she's yeah. like rich and stuff a little bit of class warfare all, in this a little bit we've all had like rebellious streaks in our lives but I mean I feel like that that most of us even even the kinds of the characters that were in this movie would be like mm, maybe we'll go to the next tattoo parlor <laughs> yeah like <laughs> you know? even Ivy who who as we've said dresses like a scangy hoe right. would maybe go like let's not go to this guy listen I might be a slut but I don't need a dose of hell. <laughs> yeah, at the at the end of the scene, Drew Barrymore and uh, Sarah Gilbert get into a tiff, and then they make up and they're hugging. They and make then up the, immediately, the like t- co- five seconds later, like it's Dan Fielding or something. <laughs> he like, comes oh, in over the top whoa, and starts. Whoa. He's like kissing him and shit like that. Like, <laughs> and they're like, "Oh my god!" Instead Gross. of screaming, like I would be. So uh, also, Jesus there's Christ. a before before Tom Scary nice Court reference, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. Won't be the last. It took me a minute because we've been talking about her as Darlene Sawyer, and I'm like, That's I do not remember. Remember John Goodman being a creepy perv on Roseanne? Oh, Dan Connor, Dan Dan Fielding, Dan right? Fielding. Yeah, no, he's gross. Uh, before before they make before he, Tom Scarrett makes out with her though, there is a really weird leery scene where she's like sunbathing and he comes mm-hmm. out and is like, oh, uh, hi, and it's like literally the worst I've ever seen Tom Scarrett in a movie. I'm like, he does he know her, he's in a movie and he, he drops her cowboy boot, right? Uh-huh. He knocks drops her cowboy boots off of the por- off of like the. Uh, porch into the, like, into the water pond. into the koi pond and she's like those cost $150 she goes oh uh oh here uh he pulls out some cash and goes well this ought to this ought to cover it and they have a whole 
pulling yeah. on the money thing, and then he does the creepiest fucking smile I've ever seen in my life. And I've met Tom Scarrett, and he, when he smiled, nice it wasn't man. that bad. This, he was a nice this, man. This, Tom, <laughs> Tom Scarrett is a legend, and this this role is very much beneath his dignity. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's pretty sad. Yeah, Tom Scarrett needed some money, I think, and he uh, and he and, just need to work. But I think, he, yeah. but it's not like he's terrible. Like his character he's from is Seattle, very, by the way, right? Yeah, he's around. Yeah. He lives here. Uh, his character is very on. pathetic. He's like going through a total you breakdown. I want to tell him all this stuff. <laughs> You're gross. You suck in this. God damn it. <laughs> well, you know. Yeah, 90% of it is just, yeah, Tom Scare is so fucking creepy. <laughs> Thanks for being on the show. Sometimes actors suck in things. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> he didn't do a good job. He part didn't, of the he job. didn't do a good job. It's part of the job. <laughs> Look Ripley. it up. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but he but he's like fall, he's falling off the wagon in this movie and uh, and like dealing like so he's just in a the weird he loves vodka he's in a weird boozy haze throughout well, the whole let's, time let's, let's not condemn the man for a simple vice okay <laughs> although Jesus although Christ. I do think that this uh, this this will uh, there's a lot of daddy issues in these movies although less in the second one but but both this, hell yeah and the third both one, this and fear have this problem my big problem with the movies is that it like starts off it, they both feel like they're this movie about like this teenage girls and they're like it's a story about them and then halfway through you're like oh it's, it's about, about dads. dads it's gotta be about this <laughs> fucking white guy rich guy who's like I'm having problems I mean, too and you're kind of like oh who cares about you yeah. Kevin you're not wrong but the thing that all three of these movies are about is maybe we might get to see these girls tits right <laughs> well okay but i mean honestly we, that's we what don't. all three of them are about we don't but maybe but again, I, liked, I guess i like seeing them sabotage families i like seeing teenage girls be homewreckers yes yeah yeah yeah. Um, I just mean from a marketing perspective, it seems like the reason these movies got made was like, oh, we'll put the chick from the Aerosmith videos in here. Well, that's certainly the reason the crush got she made. she wasn't in the Aerosmith videos until uh, a year after. Really? Yep. Wow. They saw her in this movie, wanted her to be in the Aerosmith videos. Then from there... Uh, they put her in Clueless. Anyways, sec- oh, and second. Anyway, her career rocketed off for about two years. And so, crushes after stuff. Clueless. Crushes the very first thing. That's she's the ever very done. first thing. Oh show. God, Jesus. Anyway, uh, Ooh, Drew wow. Barrymore pushes the mom off of the balcony. Okay, wait. Rewind. <laughs> oh, sorry. The first time that Tom Scarrett and Drew Barrymore make out. The mom walks in on them. Yeah. It gets weird, and then the mom takes some pills and falls asleep. They're still in the room. <laughs> oh right, yeah, we do need, we they do need to talk about this. In the room, and she's like, "They're oh, on okay. the bed. They're on the bed." Drew Barrymore's like, "It's okay, go to sleep. You're fine." And then um, her and the dad start making out. The Tom Skerritt literally goes down <laughs> on. Okay, excuse me, fifty nine year old Tom Skerritt, looking like he's a hundred, looking like he's approximately one hundred and three years old, goes down on Drew Barrymore, seventeen, 17 year old. years old, on the deathbed of. Darlene's mom, where, where, his, where, his wife, where who his ailing wife li- lays unconscious. He, yeah. he eats her out. Earlier in the movie, he's he's lamenting to his friend in the elevator. Uh, she said she'd never leave me. So he's he's clearly broken up. I guess that according to that one line that she's dying. Although not too broken up to go down on a seventeen year old. I mean, I feel like it's implied that he's, he's using this bullshit as an excuse to uh, act out. Yeah, I feel like also like all the drinking in the movie like is well, that that's kind part of, of it too. Is yeah. kind of, but it's also the kind of thing to let the audience go like, oh well, you know, um, she drove him to start drinking, and uh, so you kind of it's almost like letting this dad off the hook a little. <laughs> it seems like there is there is an intent here to to make a movie that's not the movie that sort of got got put together and released. There's this 
that's like you keep saying there's this yeah. story about this these two women who these two young women who find a friendship together this girl finds sort of a surrogate family and acts out in all these fucked up ways and, but they keep kind of making it about the dad they keep getting in a, making it about like oh they're fucking now and it's sort of like you can see the ways in which this was turned into something that probably its originators didn't intend yeah yeah, I mean, she's like Emily was saying; she's not bad for most of the movie. No, and when she, she when she turns very when bad. she turns like objectively malicious, it's sort of inexplicable. Like it's never really pathologized. They never <laughs> yeah. say like. You mean well, when she, she murders the mom by pushing her off the balcony? Right. I literally have written here after she pushes Cheryl, she goes balls to the wall. Yeah. <laughs> So I guess that's the turning point, really. Uh, yeah, she pushes Cheryl, uh, <laughs> and uh, and then there's like a funeral, and everyone's bombed, and I don't really remember what happens until the car scene, the beautiful slow mo car crash, the car, scene? the car crash scene, where which, she, which was very strange, where she, very cool. I love that scene. Uh, yeah, she where she bruises her boobs on the steering wheel. Yeah, yeah. there's and, a loving slow motion close up of her boobs ramming into the st- steering and wheel. And Dar- Darlene is <laughs> okay. set up as having been driving the car that Ivy was actually driving yeah, yeah. whole thing and then her up. dad won't believe her then her dad sees her tattoo and is mad and the doctor the nurse or doctor says a hilarious thing when tom scarrett walks in the hospital she goes she as soon as she walks in he goes oh hey you must be here for uh, your daughter you you probably want to strangle her <laughs> and you're like what you probably want to you probably want to abuse your daughter who was just in a horrifying car accident but don't because she's, she's uh, in a coma or something and we just wanted to say that in this hospital you can you we normally we would let you but she has a slight neck injury and we want that to heal first but then strangle, then strangle away. away she's your kid you own her or just whatever. got in a horrible car accident and he's like you got a fucking tattoo ripley god damn it <laughs> okay when drew barrymore walks away from that car crash though and she's all she's all bloody and she gets picked up by a uh, a goth dude driving a semi truck yeah do you yeah. guys remember this that was weird and he goes nice costume did you do the blood yourself <laughs> and and like gives her a change of clothes and like just no, drives no, no. the street it's not creepy he's listening no, no. to, that's hard, the guy who picks to up, hardcore punk that's the guy who picks up oh, darlene and he's driving he's, he's driving a school bus wait it's a school it's bus? a fucking it's school auto. bus it's and he's like a goth dude. Yeah, totally yeah, yeah, yeah. This bus have a shining thing. Hey, uh, you need a ride? Cool. Oh, yeah. yeah. And so then Darlene. Yeah, no, but it's it's and so Darlene escapes from the hospital and goes back home and it's raining and oh, we guys we forgot about the earlier scene where Tom Skerritt fucks uh, Drew Barrymore on the car. Everybody who's listening to this has probably seen that's on the cover of the, in the trailer for God's yeah, sake. Yeah. So you know, there's a scene where Tom Skerritt shows up drunk and picks Drew Barrymore up from high school and then they go off in the woods and have sex on the hood of his Mercedes. In the rain. In the rain. There's a there's a uh, before that. He's sex drinking scene, while they drive over there too. It's great. Before that sex scene, that, which is which is gross and weird. I mean, boy, if you ever if you wanted to watch 147 year old Tom Skerritt making out with 17 uh, year old Drew Barrymore, just just ugh. There's a lot of Have it. we got a movie there's for you. So much of that. <laughs> what time and how burnt. We're gonna <laughs> We're gonna give America what it wants. This is aged gargoyle just sucking on Drew Barrymore's face. Oh my god. Like it's got the fucking antidote in it somewhere. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, anyways, there's this really weird scene where they're in the car and she's kind of trying to reseduce him and she's like and he's like, You heard me. She's like, did you say I hurt you? And he's like, no, Ripley, you hurt me. And she goes, I thought that you said I hurt you. And he's like, no, 
you hurt me. <laughs> and I'm like, what is happening? Yeah. Why is this still going? The movie. It's like the dog scene where you're just like, I can't believe Every interaction in this. this movie is like that, where you're like, what is happening? And who talks like, like this? Someone is always off the, just yeah. to the side of the camera doing like stretch for time uh, hand motion. <laughs> we need this movie to seem longer than it should be. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty weird. And this, and then the, the sexy, I mean, the movie seems to think this, like Tom Scarrett sucking face with uh, Drew Barrymore is very sexy because they, crank up the saxophone the yeah. sexy saxophone yeah. music like, well, the score they, in this movie sucks why did too. they choose him I mean, Tom Scarrett he was available I mean <sighs> I, I think imagine. I mean I don't think I think he's... you're supposed to be creeped out and yeah. the movie has been like cut and scored in such a way to make it seem like a shitty straight to video erotic thriller but yeah. shouldn't he be like a little hot yeah <laughs> Well, yeah, that, yeah. Would, that would. Tom Scarrett used to be considered a little I know, hot. I, I did some Googles. But <laughs> You've seen he's Alien. Just too, he's just too old yeah. at this point. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I just thought he would have like a. I mean, there's a there's a difference a between what he should be and what we and could what afford. Was. Yeah. True, true. Oh. <laughs> so, Boy, so I hope this, Tom Scarrett's not listening to this episode. <laughs> so this movie ends. <laughs> Sorry, Tom. Drew Barrymore pushes uh, Mother Cheryl out the window. And it doesn't even really look like she plans it. They're out there, and then she just kind of—it looks like she just decides to do it. Right. Yeah. And then um, Darlene, who even cares about her real name at this point? I guess um, <laughs> I don't remember the character's name. Coop. Uh, they call her Coop. Coop. Yeah, they I do think call her Coop. Sylvie. 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 But Coop is her Sylvie last Coop. name. They call her Coop. They're the Cooper. Coopers, yeah. which made me think of Wet Hot American Summer every time anybody said yeah. it. <laughs> What if her name was Poise? It was Poise and Ivy. Oh, Aww. wow. They're, they're cops. That's yeah. A, it would be the best movie ever. <laughs> they're cops or a stripper team. <laughs> oh, or stripper, both. Stripper cop team. Yeah. Wow, both. That's <laughs> a movie right there. That's a movie and I want to see. Strippers we by day, it. cops stripper, by night. Poise and Ivy. Switch stripper cops. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So I don't really remember how uh, Drew Barrymore eventually does get pushed well, so Darlene, Darlene comes Darlene. home. Darlene's got a head in injury. The rain. She's got a head injury. She comes home in the rain, and there, uh, her dad is fucking Drew Barrymore oh, yeah. on the piano. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. from behind. From behind. It's, and it's important. <laughs> it's actually important that it's from behind because she's got this big bruise on her boobs. And then later, Tom Scarrett, after Darlene's season, goes ah, and they run after her like, oh shit, my daughter saw me doing that, and and just fucking totally naked. Uh, I'm gonna it's go totally after her. Naked. And then she like goes outside, and, and Drew Barrymore's out. She's like, let me go, and he sees the bruise across her boobs and he's like wait a minute you drove the car and you're like wait so like was she just waiting there going like hey i've with his with her back to her like to him like huh right what do you think come on what do you think come on (laughs) and he's like okay i don't need yeah like that was the first time he noticed that they hadn't looked at each other in the light i think it's actually really more significant that it's that it takes like (laughs) oh you were the one who was driving the car for him to go like what have i done yeah it's not it's not like when his daughter sees him fucking this girl it's like when it finds out that the girl lied to him about the car accident yeah. that's when he's like oh my god I've done a really horrible thing here I've made a huge fucking mistake <laughs> he does make a face that's totally like this he might, literally this, says this, what have I done yeah, I might have I might have broken breached the boundaries of ethics on this one <laughs> you guys all three movies we're watching have like the dudes with their fancy cars in them too yes that's all three true. midlife, that's r- true. midlife Christ and cars. all three yeah. I believe take place in Pacific Northwest no Not this one's LA Poison Ivy is LA, LA. The other two. but yeah, next two the other two for sure yeah next were jumping it, very look, it looks very like you know redwoody like it's, it's raining all the time rainy, so it's I, constantly I raining which it feels uh, like it's like a grunge video or something the whole time so oh it yeah, seems like this has, to, this has to take place in Seattle or Bellingham or some <laughs> awful place yeah <laughs> <laughs> <Ew. laughs> um, yeah so I mean then Drew Barrymore uh, gets 
I guess does Darlene push yeah, her? Yeah, Darlene keeps Travis, seeing. You just watched this. Darlene keeps ago, seeing. I watched it yesterday, so keeps, I forgot because she's got a head injury. Yeah, and she keeps seeing Drew Barrymore as like her mom. Oh, because she's wearing and her so clothes she's, and, and she's yeah. So she starts going like, "I want to tell you all the things that I wanted to tell you, <laughs> and I, I love you." And then this is a great scene. Uh, and uh, Drew Barrymore is like pretending to be her mom because yeah. I guess that's what she wants. Sure. And uh, and so she's like, "I love." She's like, "I love you, mom," and she's like, "I love you too." And then she starts kissing her on the lips, which is. Very psychosexual, very uh, very weird, and then she she kisses her, kisses her once, kisses her twice, and and Darlene's like, I guess this is fine. <laughs> I guess this is my this mom. Is fine if my mom kisses me on the lips, and then she like whips out her tongue and like just jams her tongue she into her mouth, and she's like, out. Whoa, you're not my mom. Darlene's my mom like, would my never mom. slip me the tongue. <laughs> yeah, my mom not never once. tongues me. Just just kisses, just yeah. kisses on the lips, just kisses on the lips, <laughs> long kisses on the lips. Normal. Do you remember that period in the extended from the '90s all the way into the early 2000s where two chicks kissing like on television or in a movie was like the hottest like it was on they even did it on like the OC and it was like a big deal well that was actually a big deal in the OC because it like normalized bisexuality that's that's great that's for another podcast but uh, but (laughs) we started an OC podcast it was also like did you see the thing on the TV they were like sexy because they were they did it on remember they did it on like fucking Voyager or Deep Space Nine or all the fucking nerds got scandalized by it Deep Space Nine yeah yeah Deep 69 yeah (laughs) oh cool right. Um, oh man so she gets pushed out the window and it's it's great it's great because at the beginning of the movie she does say that that is how she wanted to die yeah she because she very she very much identifies yeah. with this dying mother that she ends up killing and she she, she does and i and she does say this about the mom because when darlene's yeah. like you killed my mom she's like she wanted to die i think that she does think that like yeah. I, don't, I don't i think there's yeah. part of her is like i'm gonna kill this woman so i can take supplant her role but also i, I she's not as conniving as a lot of the i don't the, think the she's that ladies bad. that we've had i don't think she's supposed to be that bad i she's think the movie's been of, kind of reconfigured into this other thing yeah mm-hmm. she's just been she's just troubled and she's different been on, like and, abandoned and it, emotionally damaged yeah all yeah that exactly great stuff oh there is there is a hilarious line of voiceover af- immediately after she's died because then the movie pretty much just ends right there which i love about a lot of yeah. these movies oh, we well, do on the podcast that the movies just end drew barrymore falls off the the roof or what or the, the the top of the house yeah and then lands in the street right in front of tom scarrett who's, <laughs> who's in his car and he gets out, he's like oh my god of, this is shot of tom scarrett going like fuck yeah uh, but then <laughs> this has been a weird couple of weeks there's a, some voiceover to end the movie and she's like uh, I'll never forget I'll never forget Ivy and you're like yeah the I fucking would, girl that you put you the girl that you murdered <laughs> I, I kind of hope you don't fucking forget house. this person <laughs> yeah. I always I think about her a lot no shit really how she killed my mom and <laughs> how I killed her how she killed her. my mom killed, and I killed her. my dad I right in front of me my dad <laughs> all the stuff about her I think about it sometimes we got those tattoos that time she we got in a car pop, accident I swear to god pops into my mind like once a week <laughs> yeah regular as clockwork like right now like right now it's popping into my mind Remember, remember Ivy? Oh yeah! Oh, oh yeah! I killed her. As soon as I murdered her. Weird part. Weird part of my life. Anyway, back to whatever all it is I'm doing that's normal. Apparently, <laughs> back to being a successful writer, <laughs> which I like to imagine she becomes in the future. That's just my own fan fiction. Oh, yeah. All right. That's how my awkward t- is that like household going to be now that both of those women are dead? Yep. 
It's just it's just Tom Skerritt and uh, and Dar and, and Fred. Don't forget Fred and Fred. I think Tom Skerritt's gonna drink himself. Maybe to death it'll turn into this like reverse Jane Eyre thing where he she keeps him locked in the attic, <laughs> <laughs> and she's like this tortured old like it's a bluebeard bluebeard situation. Yeah. Uh, I, I one thing that I that I did want to address because we're gonna talk about it later on is that uh, is that it's kind of different from Fear, which we're gonna talk about because I don't feel like Tom Skerritt's character is supposed to be awesome like he is in Fear. No. Oh, no, like no, he's, no. he's a real piece of shit in this no, movie, no, the, the, and he's pretty yeah, pathetic. Yeah, and he gets fired from his job, he's and and, uh, and he's and he's just sort of shitty. And I think he's supposed to be also like a uh, uh, like a Republican asshole. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Like there's yeah. a lot of that. I feel that, like that you're supposed to feel some sympathy for him. It feels like the movie's not totally he's dealing like, with some ba- some bad shit. Yeah, uh, so you know, but. Uh, he's just like a sad, creepy dad. But in yeah. Fia, it's you're, it's like that's almost like four dudes to be like, yeah, fuck yeah, that guy. <laughs> dad, I, I protect my daughter, and she is my little girl. Fucking that, dad, that guy's music is better. <laughs> I mean, either yeah, that or like he's that. supposed to be like a you know a sympathy point for the. The fucking dads, hundred, hundred year old dads. movie, a blockbuster. The fucking dads, <laughs> the dads who wrote the who movie. I mean, like that's that's what that movie was made for. This movie wasn't made for like a young female audience. It wasn't made for. It was made for older dudes to watch while they're after their wives go to bed. Yeah, it's one hundred percent just perv bait. It's perv bait. Now, even though like most of the movie is sort of this movie for teenage girls, like oh they have a friendship and they're not like each other and they're like awkward yeah. and stuff. I think I think it's kind of fun that this movie is designed as perv bait, and in the end, all these pervs who wanted to rent this movie to watch to see Drew Barrymore are in this room right now <laughs> no but they're gonna they're, they're like I'm gonna see Drew Barrymore's tits and you're gonna get to see a hundred year old Tom Skerritt's ass that's what you're getting yeah. that's it and a you lot gotta pay the toll <laughs> a, a big a big long shot of Tom Skerritt's toll. ass <laughs> uh, oh also we, I think we might have forgot to mention that the first scene uh, the, the first uh, thing that Drew Barrymore does in this movie oh. is bash a dog's head in with a fucking metal pipe oh yeah because it's dog had it coming hit on the road and yeah i was yeah. whimpering and dying and she, and she, and she hits it with it. and blood sprays on darlene's face and then it cuts to drew barrymore and she shrugs and yep. goes eh you gotta do what you gotta do yeah she's got a she's got a relationship with death so Ooh. that's uh poison ivy uh yeah it's uh yeah. emily it's something how many juds it's something oh i got a couple Hold quotes on. oh you got quotes Hold yeah on. Uh, oh, i got some quotes too we can do that oh we can do quotes yeah there's, there's one really funny part where uh there's a lot they, of good quotes they talk about movie. tom scarrett uh, yeah. in his on his awesome car it doesn't appear to that awesome but apparently it's awesome and he's pulling out and some guy almost hits him and and the guy screams from his car rich fuckhead and tom scarrett goes i work for it yeah <laughs> pretty cool because yeah. he's like because he hates homeless he's ranting about homeless people or drug dealers on the streets at one point oh too boy. on one of his things and this is this is one of Tom Skerritt's rants on his uh, on his uh, news network that he owns apparently and yeah. gets fired from yeah, somehow Weird. without without knowing until he shows up for work. Ripley, get the hell off the street because the only people safe the only people safe there are the drug dealers. The people who should be behind bars are free on the streets. So he's like ranting against. Yeah. He's 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 gonna join the Star Chamber. It sounds he's gonna like. be part of Safe Seattle, uh-huh. <laughs> which yeah. is oh gosh, which is one step away from being a, a Star Chamber. Yeah. I feel like pretty much. And then there's a just a line that cracked me up when the when the mom the sick mom discovers tom scarrett and uh, drew barrymore uh sucking face she goes what a dumb sick jerk i've been yeah this is my Aww. fault i felt so bad for that mom <laughs> She's there was at one point she was looking at old polaroids of them like when they were happier i know and I was just like, damn it dude. just give her, her let her have her pills tom scarrett what are you doing <laughs> 
she's, trapped in that gothic mansion in the got, hills of LA. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Romantic disease of some kind. <laughs> White nightgown disease. What quotes do you have, Emily? Uh, I have Fred. Get your fuzzy ass over here. <laughs> Fuck you, Fred. <laughs> <laughs> and then I... <laughs> and then I... Ooh. Oh. Oh. Ooh. Oh, boy. Ooh. Here we go. I have, a, I have a couple more. Okay. okay. Um, Darlene's describing G. Barrymore. I never knew anyone who could look that much like a slut. And yet here she was, my best friend. <laughs> yes. Wow, what a paradox. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Go, way to slut shame your friend and then say she's your friend. This, this happens, I can't stress how much people bring up how much she looks like a slut and you, when you watch this movie and you're like, she's She what? literally is wearing shorts she's and like cowboy boots. Yeah. Like, so weird. And like an oversized flannel, so yeah. Ugh, what got a, a coat on. <laughs> Skangy ho. Skangy ho. If I've ever seen one before. She wears uh, too much makeup. That could be it. Well, that's coming up later. Whores <laughs> <laughs> um, wear rouge. Yeah. Ladies pinch. Uh, any, any more quotes? Uh, no. Okay. All right. So ratings. Ratings. Go. Save the guest for I, first. No, go. Should I we'll go save first. the guest for, we'll no, save the guest for last. We should give our, yeah. Save, save the guest yeah, for last. You go. I'll go. Uh, I think it's pretty boring, yeah. um, but it got, it got kind of crazy as it went along, and I, and I, just, <laughs> and I laughed a lot, honestly. Um, so I'm going to give it two and a half Judds. Just because, uh, you know, kept kept me laughing. Uh, I'm gonna give it a. F- I'm gonna give it three Douglases because there's some sleaze there. They don't really show you a lot, but if you're there for the Tom scared ass, <laughs> there's an awful lot of that. And and it's and it's just really harping on it. Like yeah. it's it's like the three a three Douglas because there's a scene where uh, a 17 year old girl gets eaten out on a on a deathbed yeah. by a 178 year old man. <laughs> That's fucking sleazy. Yeah. And then I'm gonna give it. Um, uh, 100 full minutes of that dog going back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give it three three Juds because I thought it was pretty good. It was pretty entertaining. I liked the friendship part of the movie. I thought it was stylishly directed in a lot of spots, like that car accident's really cool. Uh, I'm going to give it four Douglases, not just for the skeevy wow. stuff that's in the movie, but for the clear intent behind it. Uh-huh. Like the idea, the, 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 there's a whole chunk of this movie, whether it's in the actual text or not, that is predicated on the idea that you will get to see Drew Barrymore naked. <laughs> that's the point of it being made. That's the point of it being shown. So I'm going to, it's just, it's like less, a, less an eroticism factor and more of an out and out, just like sleaze factor. And then I'm going to give it a uh, hundred bouncing Tom scared asses. I'm going to give it two Judds. I don't think it's very good. <laughs> I don't think it's a, it certainly isn't a good thriller until it like decides halfway through to sort of be that. Eh, mostly I was laughing at it, at it and not, it was kind of like, yeah, this is and not with it. Uh, maybe two. <laughs> it's like two, uh, two and two and a quarter. Um, and I'm going to give, I'm going to split the difference between you guys. I'm going to give it three and a half, uh, Douglas's for literally all of the reasons you guys named. I don't think there's any more re- sleazy. It's just, it's, it's like pretty, gr- it's pretty gross. I mean, it's the whole gross. movie is about like all, and all the scenes between her and Tom Skerritt are like way sleazier and more gross than, um, anything we've seen Michael Douglas do so far. Um, in any of these movies, so praise God. Yeah. <laughs> well, hopefully we'll see. Hopefully that won't be. Hopefully that will not remain true. Um, I'm gonna give it two sexy boots in a koi pond. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. 
<laughs> that had Joe Pesci in it, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Sexy it was a sequel to Gone Fishing. Sequel to Kinky Boots. <laughs> oh, it was a sequel to Gone Fishing and Kinky Boots. And Kinky Boots. I was thinking of Eight Heads in a Duffel Bag. I know, it's I know. That it's fair. No, it universe. has nothing to do with that movie. Oh, damn. Yeah, strangely. What do you got, Emily? Um, I'm going to give it... Uh, which one do I do first, Judd's? Whatever you want. Oh, my God. Um, I'm going to give it three Judd's because I really still enjoy watching it. And I really dig the first 45 minutes of um, just like teen friendship stuff. And then um, I like how it, you know, eventually ramps up. And also how Matt was saying it, I feel like the stylistic choices were good. Um, I'm going to give it four Douglases because I can't get over the age gap between Drew Barrymore and, you know, a hundred and... 83 year old <laughs> fucking Tom Skerritt and the fact that he eats her out on the the deathbed mm-hmm. of Darlene's mom and uh yeah yeah uh oh yeah my made up one I'm giving it five skangy hoes oh, yes. nice. nice can I ask you a question Absolutely. how old were you when you first saw this uh probably like 18 Okay. Oh, okay. So it's not like yeah. you grew up with this movie. No, I wasn't exactly. like a little kid. Watching now, did you it. see any of these movies like when they first came out? Because we, I don't know, for the listeners at home, Emily <laughs> is Emily out. is younger than yeah. That, so, so when this came out, I was two years old. Yeah. Um, and the next movie, I was like three years old. And the next movie, I was six. So no, I didn't see. So it when no, it you came saw out. you did not see any of no. these in the theater. That's good. <laughs> no, I did not. That's good. Your parents did <laughs> it right. Played hooky from I kindergarten, just <laughs> went and got <laughs> soft fear. No. <laughs> Are you are you over eighteen? Yes. <laughs> All right, checks well, out. Whatever, I don't care. <laughs> I don't give a shit. I work at a theater. Whatever. I worked at a theater in nineteen ninety six. That's what, that was the attitude. Yeah, who cares? <laughs> Just pay for a ticket for a different movie and go watch. Go see Doctor Doolittle. Some kids. I remember some kids coming and they were like, uh, two for wild things," and I was like, "Guys." Come on, well, and they're like, oh shit, and I'm like, just buy a ticket to U.S. Marshals, and they're like, oh, and so they fucking did. did. I'm like, you, I'm like, once you're inside, you can go into whatever fucking theater you want. And they're yeah. like, what? It's like I blew these teenagers' minds. Wait, why would they think they were just gonna go see Wild Things? What's that? Isn't Wild uh, Things rated R? Yeah, they they but they were like clearly under seventeen, and I was like, guys, I'm not gonna sell you. They were like thirteen think, or whatever. I think the point of Kevin's oh, story is that these are meant. stupid kids. They were fucking. I thought they were they like were mad they had kids. to see Wild Things, and I was like, why do they? <laughs> no, they have wanted to see, see Wild Things, <laughs> and they didn't realize they could just buy a ticket. I would be, to I would be mad about giving money to U.S. Marshals. <laughs> a That's PG. a terrible movie. Man, well, I I guarantee you that our theater at least made a lot of money. Uh, U.S. Marshals made a lot of money that, that went teenagers to see Wild Things. Wild Things lost a lot of money at this theater. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so that's no Poison thanks to Ivy. You. <laughs> uh, next up. Next up. Nick Elliott was looking for a nice, quiet place to write. He thought he found it with the Forrester family. Then he met... Darian. How much they're paying you to watch me? Just running the guest house. From the moment she met Nick. You don't know how hard it is for me to make friends. It's like everybody thinks I'm some kind of freak or something. I'll be your friend. She was crazy about him. Darian's a very special girl. Nicholas, darling! Oh, hi, Darian. It's my friend Amy. Hi. It's my landlord's kid, Darian. She's got a crush on you. Uh, crush. The, the crush. crush. The crush. The crush. A much worse movie. Boy, this 1993. Movie. I'm gonna. Go, I'm just gonna come out of the gate and say this. I think this movie sucks. <laughs> I found it highly amusing. 
Uh, I have a theatrical poster of it in my bedroom. Nice. <laughs> the, I will say the best thing about this movie is the fucking poster, the cover art. It's like, oh, it's so like Lolita, and they keep referencing like, Lolita in the movie. But oh, it's yeah. like totally like uh, Lolita, but with like neon spray paint or yeah. something. It's like fucking cool looking. It's her sunglasses with the scared uh, yeah, Princess Bride. It's just like guy. The, uh, the Kubrick movie poster for Lolita with the yes. sunglasses and everything. Yeah. yeah. And then they do the whole the pink bikini scene and everything. What I'm Lolita. saying is that it's like it's like the poster for this movie at least yeah. is like Lolita but rad. <laughs> <Yeah>. What <laughs> if Lolita was fucking rad? And the movie is like Lolita but sucks. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's there's a little uh, one of the elements that I enjoyed the most about it is that it's like uh, she is like a 14 year old version of. Sharon Stone's character from Basic Instinct because she's not only like irresistible and like crazy but she's also a fucking genius yeah like, see I don't like, agree plays, I... she plays classical piano and she's like she writes better at, she's better at journalism than this guy there's there's those things but also like her her like seductive plans are not what I would call at the Catherine Trammell level of young, insidiousness you know? she's working her she's working her way up she's, yeah, she's a 14 yeah. year old Catherine Trammell you know Despite the fact that she might be the smart one in this movie, uh, everybody else is significantly stupider than most (laughs) regular people. Uh, But I guess I guess we'll get into that. Carrie Elway's uh, not a great guy. No, in this in this movie, he's so shitty. It's all his fault. I mean, despite the fact that she's a psycho who's trying to you know like be a crazy stalker, but she's he sucks, and she's so teenagerly whereas I, th- I think Drew Barrymore was trying to be a lot more adult like in her seduction mm-hmm. and I feel like Alicia Silverstone is so just annoying flirtatious right. teen like yes. she's obviously 14 she's acting like she's 14 right. uh, she was 17 when she filmed this but and she she's even doing stuff 14. like and then we'll get married yeah <laughs> hi like she's just waiting for him on the steps and stuff and like total high school bullshit I don't know. I thought that one part when it was was pretty adult, where she goes, "I got my period," so I guess that means That's I'm not period. pregnant. That is my favorite. How she delivers that line—it's really funny. Guess what? What got my period? <laughs> so I guess I'm not pregnant, even though I don't know why I would be. And she's just like rolling around in her bikini on the phone, and he's just like up the stairs in his weird guest house. Yeah, we get the movie. The movie begins with Carrie Elway's driving into Seattle, and it's it's a hilarious uh, shot of uh, Vancouver. Yes, it's, it's, it's clearly Vancouver. It's, it, there's like there's even like a tower. There's the tower that's thing. like well, people will think it's a space needle. Yeah, they're like it's I feel Vancouver, like people know what the space needle is like. Seattle. <laughs> yeah, they uh, the, and the he's next... like he's like a hotshot journalist who's been like headhunted to work at this like big shot magazine, and he's living in a one bedroom mother in law in the suburbs somewhere uh-huh. for some reason. And uh, the father, of course, is uh, Kurt Wood Smith. Kurt Wood Smith. Kurt Wood Smith, Kurt Wood Smith is also one. plays the mom. The important <laughs> thing like is a, that uh, Clarence Bodiger is her dad. Situation. So you know that there's going to be a showdown between him and uh, Carrie Elwes at some point. Because mm-hmm. uh, he's scary. <laughs> yeah, he plays he plays mean scary dads. Hey, I'm just a dad. Don't mind me. I don't know if we're skipping too far. I think we are definitely skipping too far forward. But my yeah. favorite scene in the whole movie is where Kerwood Smith leads uh, Carrie Elway's up to the attic of his house. Yeah, he's like the... he's like you're never gonna believe what I'm about to show you. Right <laughs> you know now. what? I wouldn't. I guess I, no one would. I'm gonna give you a million guesses as to what I got up in this attic, and you're not gonna get it. No, because it's a fucking because it's a fucking full merry-go-round, merry-go-round. in his goddamn attic. <laughs> 
She was going to turn the attic into a playroom for her, but she never took to it. Yeah, she grew up too fast. <laughs> she she never... bought the thing in piece by motherfucking piece. And you're like, what? He's a, ho- he's a hobbyist of the strangest kind. <laughs> And then what do we say when we see something like this? We go, well, this is going to be important yeah. later. This well, is, is going to factor into the climax of the film, most yeah. likely. Yeah. And indeed it does. It does. <laughs> Lo and behold, it does. Well, if we can talk about the director real quick. Alan Shapiro, I believe. The only two oh, non-TV yeah. movies this guy has directed was a Christmas movie called The Christmas Star and then mm. Flipper with Elijah Wood. Mm-hmm. Oh. And then this movie. And this, and this one. <laughs> and, uh... For like all that this this movie is like about a teenage girl like trying to hook up with this older guy and being devious about it. This movie is rated R, but it's basically PG thirteen. Yes, it's very tame. Why is it rated R? I think they say fuck in it and stuff, and maybe just for the suggestive material of like an adult mm. possibly going to fuck a teenager. It's a pretty mm-hmm. scary. B attack. <laughs> no, Dude, that, oh, no, we're gonna they, get to. They, well, should we just talk? Let's just talk well, about that right no, now. No, we no, we should gonna, get. No, 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 rant about that. We need to get to it though. Let's, he wants to get off on a rant, but we'll, but we'll get to it. Okay. So Let's anyway, Travis is also gonna rant. Gary yes. Owens, he's this hotshot uh, journalist who's been headhunted to work for this big shot magazine in Seattle. It strangely, moves into this like little mother-in-law apartment in the suburbs <laughs> for reasons not explained. Well, no, he can't find a cheap apartment in the right, city. Sure. He goes everywhere he goes. It's a whole montage of him at the beginning going places there. And it's like either the place is like too small or it's a weird place or it's like I can't afford that. Yeah, or Seattle in 1993, seriously expensive. <laughs> Apparently. Um, but anyway, so he moves in with this family and uh, the precocious young daughter uh, takes an immediate li- liking to him. Her name he, is Adrian. Yeah, he Adrian. almost hits her and immediately while she's lusting skating. to him. Yeah. yeah, and then she gives him the look with, that I believe is the expression she's, she's making on the poster. Right? She's rollerblading. Yes. Yeah. She and, is blading. And she's wearing elbow pads, but no Some knee pads. very but sexy no knee, elbow pads. But no Whoa. knee pads. She's so she's pretty rebellious. <laughs> 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 knee pads first, lady. If and you're going and for like safety. Travis mentioned, she's like a child prodigy. You know, she plays uh, classical piano. She's and mastered journalism. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's great at writing. She's smarter than everybody else in the movie, according to the movie. She immediately has. Uh, I don't, everybody I don't, else in the movie is very stupid. I don't remember <laughs> right. a pivotal. Am I missing this, uh, Emily? Is there a moment where she's where you sort of see her like developing this crush, or is, is it just basically happening? So at the basically, onset? she asks her best friend. Tara from Buffy. Mm-hmm. I don't remember her name either. I'm sorry. I'm calling everyone their character. Amber names. Benson. Amber, Amber Benson. Benson, famously um, go, shot to death. Willow's Willow's to girlfriend go, who gets shot to death. Apparently. Yeah, that was really sad. <laughs> Spoiler alert for people who have. Yeah, I've never watched I, Buffy. I either. literally just finished Spoiler that like, a year and a half ago. Yeah. Um, I'm never gonna watch it. Holy shit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So then Amber, okay. He, he drives, he, you know, he moves in and everything, but Alicia Silverstone hasn't gotten a real great look at him just briefly when she was almost hit by his car. So she asks uh, her friend to go, to go check him out. And so Amber Benson like creeps up the stairs as he's like fixing like the pipes under the sink or something. something. Or put, put, mm-hmm. He's like bending down and, and she, She's just like, hi, I'm, you know, I'm just the, the neighbor's friend or whatever. And then runs back down and says that he's hot, but he's old. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's like Tom Scarrett old. He's, he's clearly a British guy doing a terrible American <laughs> it's a accent. terrible accent. He's trying, he's supposed to be 28 in this. He's, uh, he's 31. Uh-huh. Alicia Silverstone's supposed to be 14 and she's 17. Yeah, mm-hmm. checks out. Math checks out. It's it's fine. He's he's at least a reasonable. He's not that old. He's not ancient like Tom Scarrett, and no. he's a reasonably attractive guy. I would be off if I was Alicia Silverstone, Adrian in this film. I would be off put by the bizarre accent. 
Because he's yeah, <laughs> like, he's where the weird. fuck are you from, dude? I'm from America. <laughs> I'm going to go work for it. <laughs> he does so uh, bad at it. He slips out of it Just, so often. He, he does at one point say, like, if only, look, if only you were 10 years older. Yeah. And you're kind of like, oh. Yeah. If only you were 10 years older, it would be Bob's your uncle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so she keeps bothering him. She keeps sneaking up to his bothering place. Bothering is and just, the correct term. And just uh, kind of just <laughs> hanging out in his room. And, and he's super. Smoking his cigars. Yeah, he's like super friendly to her, overly friendly, basically. And then they, yeah. they go to her dad's party. And uh, he is drinking and she does something. What does she say? She knows like about Swiss bank accounts or she says something where he's impressed and, and he just goes, if you're only 10 years older. Yeah. And she goes, then what? And he doesn't say anything. It's just like well, so well, she uncomfortable. Goes, then what? She's very, very, yeah, you know, that was very bad. flirty that about was it. Uh, and then they go off. She, she takes him driving and they go to make out point, and which they, I believe they refer to it as make out point. At some yeah, point. They do. <laughs> yeah, he takes her kids go to make he out. He takes her to a noted In make Seattle. out place and then when she tries to kiss him first he goes for it a little bit mm-hmm. yeah, he makes he out with her for a good and three then seconds. he's like wait a minute wait a minute why did you think yeah. that I was gonna do this it's like well maybe it's cause you took me to the goddamn make out place but he I feel like he doesn't even freak out that much no he does not freak out he's enough he's like we should go and then like grabs her hand and they go right like, instead of out. saying like under no circumstances yeah. can this ever happen exactly. again no 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 he's like well that was a strange little event and and before well, this well that will they, never lead to anything yeah that that's <laughs> Before this, they hint at uh, his uh, his attraction to her because she's like sunning herself in a bikini in front right. of his Lolita. window, and they play a h- hilarious song. Uh, I'm not going to be able to get like the, the rump shaker. The, the, Wasn't the it rump shaker? Uh, I don't know the cadence of the song, but it's like the, it keeps repeating. You could taste that if you want. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you that's taste right. That if you want, you could taste that if you want, and it's just him looking at this lady in a bikini. And she, yeah, like, she's sunning herself okay. in a bikini with her, her glasses, and she lowers her glasses with her Alicia Silverstone little lip bite. A bee stung my lips. And the movie's basically kind of going like, we're all red-blooded American men, right? We can, Who can't relate to this? And this sure. Like, Fuck off. This one is 100% uh, the movie where it's like, look at this guy who's getting du- duped into all this yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. Look this at this teenage It's the fatal teenager. attraction uh, minor infraction that's going to come back and bite him in the long yeah, term. And you're but like, it's like, it's, it's, look at this victim of a man who's <sighs> been pushed into this situation. Right. Like, but at uh, the same time, I think that this is... This movie, he, I mean, at least more so than Poison Ivy, he's actually like super creepily flirtatious. Oh, yeah. And, like, he brings it towards himself. her. 100%. Yeah. Yep. Although he's better, he is, I would say he's better than uh, Michael Douglas in Fatal Attraction, who has like a million red flags and then is still like, let's still do this. And this guy's kind of, I mean, he does, he half asses it, but he still is like, he okay, knows okay, okay let's, not, yeah. let's not make out anymore. And then she comes over and he's like, look, you can still hang out, but like, let's not do the thing. Right. So you're like, yeah, he's not the biggest idiot in this type of movie. But he'll like introduce her as his friend and shit yeah. and it's like you're 31 <laughs> and she's 14 or to you're 28 uh, you're 14 yeah to his girlfriend who's uh, the, the Jennifer Rubin in Nightmare on Elm Street 3 who's yeah. like I want to be what does she say in my dreams I'm bad I'm bad <laughs> she's a she's a photographer and uh, they, they kind of like build their relationship as it goes along they start as friends and then end up dating and then uh, and then at, at a certain point you know she's gotta die and Alicia Silverstone but this isn't quite that kind of movie so nope. she doesn't die you know who dies in this movie? 
Nobody. 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 <laughs> and you know what? I'm kind of like somebody could have died, but like I was uh, really kind of concerned that because they she's so evil in this. She's fucking 14. Yeah. And she's she's depicted as so like brilliant and evil and scary that I was kind of afraid that Carrie Owens was going to blow this kid away with a fucking <laughs> shotgun and we were supposed to be like, yeah. I and wish so, something like that happened. that does not happen. It feels like nothing kind of happens in this movie. Well, the the movie's very like very limited by the fact that it's so te- it's so timid about yeah. her age like you know it can't go full fatal attraction because it, that would be really fucking disgusting yeah you can and, taste uh, that if you want right so he can't actually taste it in right. the context of the movie <laughs> and, and you know they can't kill her because they're trying to keep it to you know they want the teenage girls to, to maybe still, like her exactly right I don't know or something but at the same yeah. like they, they're li- <laughs> like they're limited in what they can make this movie where, where the places they can take this yeah. movie to and that's that, that hurts it sure yeah I mean, and that leads to the question, well, then why are you, Why did you even make this movie? <laughs> no, they, they made the movie because they thought they could get you into the theater by promising you the, the briefest glimpse of maybe you could see her tits. Yeah, yeah, Again, yeah, it, it that is what is, but that's instead, what these movies are about. But instead, you just see Carrie Elwes' butt. But, you see, yeah. you see yeah. a body double's butt. a body double's butt. Really? It's not her his butt. butt? No, of her butt. Of oh. her butt, because Carrie Elwes... I Carrie got Elwes. a body double for his butt. <laughs> <laughs> the butt it might have been a body double for Carrie Elwes. I mean, Elwes. it was a fine-looking butt. Carrie Elwes is listening to this. Was that a body double, or was that your actual but please let us know. <laughs> there's a scene when you're listening. There's a scene, uh, one of the many, many scenes that outlines just how stupid Carrie Elwes' character is in this movie, where he like goes upstairs and goes into yep. her fucking room and like oh, finds God. a bunch of red flags. She's like dissecting insects and stuff like he's that. And she's a psychotic genius. Does, does she have the shrine up yet? He finds I think the she's shrine. Got a shri- no, later. She's got two. Sh- there's two shrines to him. One's in the basement. Yeah, and then there's like, later the there's trap another door. shrine. Oh, and he's looking candles for in the basement. You're like, why are those still burning? They're still burning. Yeah, he's looking. That's but that's after like he he finds stuff in her room right and then later like he goes up there to show the cops like what a crazy chick she is and she's moved the shrine oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's now in the basement but it's still like fully all set up and everything 50 still, roaring candles candles still going <laughs> yeah uh, yeah, but he's so he sneaks up into a room and he's poking around. It's just so stupid. And, the, and, the, and then she like comes back and he's like, Ugh! and he ducks into the, the closet. He ducks into the closet <laughs> oh, and God. then uh, and then she starts taking her clothes off. She and that's when you see the, that's when you see the yeah. stunt butt. And then she like senses him. Yeah, no, uh, she hears him because he because he gasps and backs <gasps> that, into some that butt. hangers. Yeah, <laughs> his wow. motor actually opens the door a little <laughs> bit. There's a creak. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> and then she, and she like turns around and and like takes off her shirt. And and then you get a, a extreme eyeball close-up a la Psycho of yeah. him going like, my God. And then uh, and then she gets into the you shower. You can taste that if you, you want. You can taste that if you want. I just continue. Then her dad comes home and he shows him his weird merry-go-round. It never stops. <laughs> There's like piano versions of it, but like it slows down, it speeds up, it's the same fucking song. <laughs> I'm gonna play that this song is at the a end sec- of this, this podcast. Is a, in Please both do of play these, us in, out. In both yeah. of these movies, there is a rich girl who's like a piano prodigy. Oh, right. damn, dude. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. That's right. Huh. Interesting. Uh, yeah, and uh, I don't really remember what... I mean, you get the idea. I mean, she's... Uh, well, she gets well, jealous. She gets jealous. jealous of Jennifer can we, Rubin. Yeah. Can, we talk yeah. about the, can we talk about that real quick? There's a whole scene... Uh, where oh, that's a funny quote. She's walking. She's walking off, and uh, the the photographer girlfriend like wanders off into the woods for some fucking reason. Alicia Silverstone's there, and she's under this tree that where there's like a wasp's nest. And the Jennifer Rubin is afraid of the wasps, <laughs> understandably because wasps are terrifying. Yeah, and it's yes, a whole like monologue. Alicia Silverstone gives a long monologue about wasps and wasps, oh. wasps, wasps. And you're like, she says, I think I know what's going to happen. Are territorial and social. <laughs> 
Yeah. And then she was like, oh, they like to meet people or something? And she's she's like, no. <laughs> yeah. They're going to... Yeah, everybody's dumb out. in this They're movie. wasps. They're, they're, they're killers. They're and they're killers. the worst. And they're definitely not bees. And later One on... One for sure is wasps are not They're not bees. bees. They actually yeah. explicitly say that in this scene. Yes. So later on... I don't believe it. Jennifer Rubin <laughs> is in a uh, her dark room shed. And sure enough, some uh, some mysterious off-screen person who we know is Alicia Silverstone. Yeah. Like, <laughs> some mysterious beekeeper. Figures out a way to like lock her in there and gets a bunch of... Uh, wasps in there but they're just fucking bees they're just regular <laughs> they're bees. Just bees it's a bunch of regular bees That's and you're like okay so well up, later man. on I if just, the, I no but then that, later on in the movie the people go like she was attacked by a bunch of wasps and you go no you had a yeah, close-up the of movie bees. the movie keeps telling us that these bees are wasps and they are not yeah and i as a human being know that there's a difference between bees and wasps yeah. you know what bees look like they look like fuzzy little they look like fuzzy little Me bugs. And Matt wasps <laughs> wasps are fucking terrifying yeah wasps are I Scary if, looking you, animals. if you offered me a choice to be stuck in a room with a swarm of bees or a swarm of wasps, I would not care. It's the same shit to me, man. They're all right. fucking scary. They're, They're all scary. basically the same. I'm going to die saying, either I'm, way. I'm, I'm I am not saying, arguing. This is, this is like, oh, he was, oh, look out. The, there's going to be a bear attack. Yeah, and, and then like a wolf attack. Someone yeah, like, I would say that that is not the that's same not the thing. Same. No, that's exactly what happens in this movie. No, it's not the same thing. There's never been a better metaphor. and wolves are completely different. Right, but also, the movie insists that these are wasps. Yeah, but if they said they were wolves, that would be like <laughs> that would be that weird. That would be weird. Yeah. She was attacked by wolves, and it's just bees. <laughs> a swarm of wolves bees. came in. No, they're and just fucking. Stung them. They're just fucking regular bees. All right, yeah. whatever. They're, they're scary. not wasps. All of them are scary. Be like, <laughs> all of them. This is like if you if somebody threw if Starbucks at her, and then everybody else was like, they threw a cup of Tully's at her the whole time. This is your argument. <laughs> that's no, that's true. not. A, a, that's not. The I'm same on that thing. side with us. Wow. Okay. Whatever Matt wants. Oh, he turned the tables. All right. Anyways, Anyways wasps that was are fucked bees. up. Wasps are, wasps are hella not bees. Uh, but but this but this, get isn't, a t-shirt but this is a t-shirt that says wasps are hella not bees. They aren't. Yeah. But this fucking is not, stupid piece of shit movie. This is not the kind of movie where people die. Seattle's uh, not so, Vancouver. Wasps so are not goes, bees. So she goes to the hospital. <laughs> this movie is the dumbest movie ever. And then Carrie Elways gets a phone call at one yeah. point. I think Alicia Silverstone is no. like next to him when he gets the oh phone call, God. and he's and he's like, and he doesn't. He takes it fairly well that his that his friend and and future lover was has been. I think she's his lover at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Has been uh, put. In the hospital by peace and uh and he he just gets the phone call and he's like what really i'll be right wow. there. i'll be right there i'll be right oh it's an easter egg so i don't know if this happens before or after what you just said happens but when she when alicia silverstone decides to show up at his are they just all having like galas and fundraisers yeah she shows up and walks through this oh, crowd yeah. as someone's giving a speech and i was i was cringing the whole time and she just walks up to him and like kisses him on the cheek and calls him darling like really loud yeah, and, and she's he, mad that he didn't go to her horse thing. her horse oh <laughs> after she like made tara from buffy fall off the horse or something yep, that was a whole nother thing yep rigged rigged up a horse so tara's arm would would get broken that's the yeah the worst thing that happens to somebody is they get attacked by bees and a lot of animal attacks yeah but no animals get killed in this movie and they keep calling the horse a mule 
<laughs> it's clearly like, I know a what horse. A, I know what a horse is. God damn it. <laughs> but he, he takes her off into the hallway away from everybody and, and, and kind of roughs her up and yells at her and she starts screaming and everyone at the fundraiser hears it and... Mm. And now everyone thinks he's a oh, creepy perv, which he is. He is. Then he gets it home. Doesn't look good for Carrie oh, Elwes. She's accused not. him of raping her and stuff. She's and wrapped in a they find, bathrobe. They find his, his sperm in her. Yep. Because she and he's and he says she must have found a condom in my room. That's, that's pretty gross. Yeah. That's Just true. making you picture all of that that you had to do. <laughs> Maybe that's like, why it's rated R for yeah. your imagination. Yeah. yeah. He, he, they, that's yeah. We don't imagination because he but. just goes. You know, he she, he he must have found a condom in my room, and then your brain is forced to like envision her like yeah. grabbing it and then you, you know what I mean you have to do the math squishing it squishing up there squishing it up there yeah. it's so gross yeah. this is the second uh, she's got a crush remember that was the same thing that's what happens in, when you have a crush uh, she's got a crush guys that same thing happens in a presumed innocent that's right yeah, you're right. <laughs> oh man, oh man! I think I've seen that. What a what a wonderful genre that we that, we're, that we've taken on here. A much better movie. Yes, well for sure. <laughs> yeah, I would say I don't. That's not my favorite movie or anything, but I would say Presumed Innocent is an infinitely better movie than The Crush. Yeah. So Alicia Silverstone has gotten into her mind that the best way, because Carrie Elwes is rejecting her now, yeah. and she's like, the only way I can get this guy to fall in love with me is to ruin his life. Yeah. Yep. That's mm-hmm. all I can do. Because uh, so if I've got to destroy him. No one will. She's bad now. Now it's, yeah. And uh, what happened to the ex-boyfriend? Oh, she explains something about the ex-boyfriend. Tara tells her what happened to the ex-boyfriend. Disappeared. He, like, got... Same thing. She, like, he... Did, she didn't like what he was doing, or that he was dating someone else, or something. She had she, like, him, she had, had him, him carried away by hawks. I think he was railroaded into like an insane asylum or something. <laughs> yeah, by hawks, which Another they call animal attack. hawks, which they call doves. <laughs> they, dropped, they dropped him They're in Mount Doom. <laughs> they, they show him being carried away by, which is clearly hawks, and they go, "Oh, look at these doves carrying this away." Eh? I think it's because this movie's Canadian. These fucking Canadians don't know the difference between animals. <laughs> all birds are all the same. Hey, oh, what are we gonna do now? Let's <laughs> go dig a hole and sit in it. That's a classic Canadian belief. <laughs> Birds are all the same. Everybody eats poutine. <laughs> they all think birds are all the same. Yeah. And that's it. That's the only uh, signifiers. So how does this... I, I feel like in my brain there's like a disconnect between him getting arrested and then them having the they, final face-off in the carousel There isn't attic. much because she like... Uh, he's order, he has a restraining order. He's not allowed to go in the house until... Uh, they're gone. The family's gone, and then he's gonna. He's supposed to gather up his stuff and leave. Oh, okay. And yeah. then the friend Tara comes over to his house weirdly because everybody's oh, dumb yeah. in this movie. And then she's like, yeah, "I can't believe you're just gonna let her get away with it." Because she, so she goes him. into the house, and he's like, "Wait, don't do that." And he goes in there to save her or right. something. Yeah, because he's afraid that uh, that uh, Lucy Silverstone is gonna do something to Tara, which she which does. She does. Uh, and then she's she's escaped from her parents because she's obsessed with him, and she's gone back to her house to like confront him again. And then there's a whole mm-hmm. showdown in the merry-go-round. She's tied her best friend okay. to it. I, yeah. I, do, I, do, I do just want to say yeah. that I was that I was watching this with a friend of mine, and at this point, I just was you know we were kind of bored with the movie, and I was like, man, it would be so great if Alicia Silverstone crucified that girl right now, yeah. and she kind of does. Yeah, pretty close. Yeah, she duct taped. Yeah, kind of duct taped to this to carousel. carousel. Yeah, we thought she was going to be dead, but she she was not dead. But it was still pretty. But she like knocked her out with like a golf club or something yeah. and yeah. tied her to a carousel. It was pretty bad it's not that kind of movie not where a, people die no it's the kind of movie where nobody dies <laughs> but there is a carousel in an attic <laughs> yeah and then there's a weird. there's a final face-off between alicia silverstone and carrie ellis well, then, where he yeah 
punches her he punches 20 her. feet so, across yeah. the attic. It's so funny. <laughs> it, just, it was the best punch ever. <laughs> it's pretty great. Does he have a line? I forget if it's he has a, a left-handed line punch. I don't know if Carrie her. Elwes is left-handed, but that way he just he just does oh. like a straight jab, and then it shows her like sh- fucking shoot across the room. Yeah. <laughs> and she lands on like a pile of blankets too, and it's like yeah. very softly, gently lands on. It is after of her dad came in and saw that Carrie Elwes was fighting with her, and he's like, "God damn it! Why you can't? Why won't you leave my daughter alone?" And then she I like starts beating her. She starts beating his. Uh, yeah, that's right. She starts beating her dad. <laughs> yeah, because she's like, "No, I love him." And so you're like, "Okay, that's how the dad knows that he she's actually bad, I guess." <laughs> And then she, uh, and then she goes to uh, Looney Bin in Spanaway, and, and there's a and a handsome doctor comes up to her and is like, "Hey, how's your how's your brain doing? You still crazy?" And she's like, "I love you." And you're like, "Oh, she's got another." Crush. And it actually says at the end, it says, "Next time on the Crush Two, a lawyer this time or a doctor this time." <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's uh, yeah, it's because it's the guy who it's the doctor there, and she already has a picture of him somehow with her with, of his family with his wife and kids crossed yeah. out. <laughs> oh my god! Like just like she did with Carrie Elwes' picture of him as a little boy with his grandfather, she stole it and crossed his. And she's still <laughs> she's still sending letters to him, and yeah. I I paused it right when they had the letters because I wanted to see if the addresses were real addresses, mm-hmm. and uh, neither <clears throat> addresses span away right. Neither addresses are real, um, but Carrie's new place because he moves into a new apartment with mm-hmm. his girlfriend, um, who's okay, with his who's girlfriend. okay, she's healed from the bees. So that zip code <laughs> that they have there is somewhere around Pioneer Square, it looks like, and then they, they Adrian, live in the space needle. They live in the space needle. <laughs> And then Adrian is in a mental health facility in Spanaway, and it does look like there are a couple around Spanaway, <laughs> okay. so that might Someone did out. a little bit of research. I did, but the I mean, the people that did the, you know, what are the addresses? I mean, I didn't type them out because they were fake. 4466 uh, <laughs> Kingdom <laughs> five, five, yeah, five. Was, like was it address. Space Needle Way? Take, no, they, they take a lift on Jimi Hendrix. It was like 3105 South 5th Street or something, but it just okay. like didn't exist right. within that, yeah. you know. On the corner you know, I really like the corner that. of I Cobain really and I really appreciate that kind of verisimilitude in a movie like this. Yeah. Yeah. Attention it really to goes detail. a long way. Yeah, that's what the, that means. Good, mo- Kev, thanks. The movie... <laughs> in the, layman's The movie that wants you to believe that Vancouver is Seattle when they show a shot of bees are wasps? What the fuck? They show the Sydney Opera House and they're like, welcome to Seattle, eh? <laughs> oh boy yeah but oh i would also like to point out that the cable guy ripped off the ending of this movie uh because at the end of the, when alicia the end silverstone the... is like you could play mortal Kombat with a friend in vietnam <laughs> yeah exactly. God, i don't remember anything about the fucking cable guy uh, it's oh, just i like just watched the that end, for the first time he's, he's getting yeah. that is getting, a great movie it's really uh, scary yeah, at the uh, end he's getting carried away by a paramedic <laughs> and the paramedic's like you're gonna be okay friend and he's like am i really your friend and you're like oh he's, he's gonna, at it again he's gonna do he's gonna get that guy some cable that movie's underrated but only, only because jerk off that movie's underrated it's but only awesome. because it was so harsh done when it came out it came out right yeah it's so not that bad. no it's, it's not it's also not that good written by apatow i think it's pretty funny yeah and, and it's and a shorter like weirdly unnerving and scary shorter too. apatow movie yeah directed yeah. by stiller back before apatow's movies were all five and a half hours long yeah right okay anyway enough of that do we have any <laughs> quotes uh, honestly, I run the show now, guys. <laughs> I guess that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> At least somebody does. Thank you. Uh, no, none of the, none of the. I didn't. Have I've got a, really the crush on you. There's she says. one part. It's no, the there's crush. not too much sleazy dialogue other than that. Period Someone does part. say she's got a crush. She's on got you. A, the yeah. crush. She's yeah. got a crush on you. That's uh, the scene that I that I put on Instagram yeah. where she like his Carrie Elwes girlfriend yeah. goes like she's got a crush on you. And he goes what? Get out of here! And then he immediately pushes the button on his answering machine. And he goes and Alicia Silverstone goes hi. I've got a crush on you. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, (laughs) that didn't work out well for him. Um, there's not it's not that sleazy dialogue wise uh, other than the period thing there's also a part where she goes like ever want to do a virgin uh, <laughs> oh, gosh, yeah. that's a thing um, <laughs> we, I mean we all do 
there's also <laughs> okay and just another scene that i thought was really funny i don't know i, I laughed at it for whatever reason i think they're at the courthouse and it's where she's just forcing yourself on him yeah. just like, make, oh, make out with me <laughs> and he's like get off in the like echoing hallways of the courtroom <laughs> where like the party or whatever the speech thing is right over there it was funny i don't know why um when i uh, <laughs> when he uh when red foreman asks him what book he borrowed from adrian and then they had to like make up this whole thing about bo- borrowing wuthering heights and then red foreman says wuthering heights huh sounds a little femme to me yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. sounds a little if there's one to thing me. i know about the common word wuthering <laughs> is that it has feminine femme connotations <laughs> it's very red foreman of him it to is. say that isn't it, it? Very he's very red foreman so. in this movie yeah he keeps his feelings all bottled up to you down good for him that's where those feelings should be kept instead of that 70s show quote it's good fantastic it's the best that's the best 70s show quote <laughs> uh, uh, any more quotes emily Nah. Yeah. There's not. There's not a lot of great no, stuff. No, this, gems. This movie uh, has a lot of similarities to Poison Ivy, except it's not sleazy, but it does actually feel like it was written and maybe directed by someone who's like, right? If you were in this situation, wouldn't this be bad? Like by a couple of dudes who were like, that man, maybe it happened. Can you to believe us? this could happen to this could happen to you? Yeah. Like, oh, okay. Maybe someone who might have spent some time in jail for statutory <laughs> rape and got out and wrote this. It was because she found a condom full of my cum. <laughs> And squoze it up there. Yes, <laughs> right? It happens. It's happened twice the in a movie. Of it will happen again. It will happen again. <laughs> this movie promises it will happen again. <laughs> she right. brushed two more condom be. juice. Oh Christ. my God. Jesus condom Christ. juice. <laughs> Jesus I'm leaving. Oh, all right. <laughs> Just Gross. kidding. I want I want to talk about fear. <laughs> we all do. Well, ratings first. Yeah. I'm going to give it oh. two and a half Juds. Mm. I'm going to give it three Douglases for basically the same reason I gave four to uh, to Poison Ivy, only this isn't as effectively gross. Uh-huh. And uh, I'm going to give it uh, 10 out of 10 attic merry-go-rounds. Yeah, that's a lot of attic merry Way too many. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm going to go. Go ahead. I'm going to give it uh, one and a half Juds. I think this movie sucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to give it... Uh, if you don't give it a hundred bees that aren't two, wasps, I'm going to be mad. I'm going to give it two... Two Douglases. Because it's, you know, the premise of it is gross. But it doesn't really do anything ever that's <laughs> gross. Except when they, they talk they talk about it, but nothing ever really happens in this movie. It, he, they kiss once at makeout point. Yeah. And then the rest of it's all implied or discussed later. And I'm going to give it... It's a million fucking regular bees, not wasps, you fucking idiots. Yeah. yeah. Uh, right. Channel, gonna, channel that rage, man. Use it. I'm going to give it one and a half, uh, one and a half Juds. It's just a poorly made movie. I, I did find it amusing at times, but it's it, it's poorly made. I don't know. Um, I'm giving it yeah. I'm giving it two Douglases, not that much sleaze. couple butts, though. A couple, couple body butts. double butts, possibly. And I'm going to give it t- t- at least two movies where a lady squeezes condom juice into uh. Jesus Christ! Now we yes. know. Well, yeah. Wait, what was the other? At least two. Presumed innocent. Presumed innocent, wow. which we covered on this. It's less gross. Yeah, it's a good movie. <laughs> the movies. It's, it is a good. Movie. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna give this two Juds because upon rewatch, oh, I give it the highest rating. Yeah. Upon rewatch, it. It isn't as good as it was in my brain, yeah. but I do still really love how outrageous it gets. Like with the uh, bees, 
and, <laughs> and with the uh, you know rape accusation, etc. Et I like when she writes a cocksucker on his car. Oh, yeah. Yeah. we didn't even talk about that. Totally forgot about that. Yeah, it, didn't, it wasn't like that when he bought it. And he goes straight to. And by the way, he, he goes, goes straight to, to the girlfriend. parents. He goes straight to the parents, and there's a whole scene where they're like, "Did?" And then the daughter comes in, and he goes, "Did you write cocksucker on his car?" And she goes, "Why would I do that?" And he goes, "Case closed." I, I knew you didn't know that word, case, sweetheart. Case closed. She didn't do it. I asked her. She said no. And then he goes. And then he goes, uh, "Honey, can you hand me the newspaper?" And she hands him two parts of the paper, and she goes, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, not the crossword," and takes part of the paper back. And my girlfriend was pissed about that because she hates like when people do shitty busy work in movies. She's like, "Well, why did you fucking hand him both parts of the paper then? You, these people don't know what they're doing." I don't know about she that was, word cocksucker. She it was seems yelling a little at, bit femme. She was yelling at those, these movies a lot while we were watching them. Anyway, great. we interrupted Emily. Sorry. That's why we wanted to talk about the cocksucker car thing. Yeah. Oh, that's totally spaced on it. Um, and then I gave it to Douglas's uh, just for their makeout and his weird come ons, uh, like if you were only ten years older, or mm-hmm. you really fourteen, and like shit like that was like. Really <laughs> the, I just had my period. Yeah, it's thing. just. It's got my period. I mean, it's like it was more understandable for her because she's just a fucking teenager. But if he's you know a dude, it's like yeah. Obviously, it's more his fault. Duh. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then I give it ten out of ten. Carrie Elwes's butt cheeks. So that would be five butts. <laughs> five, five, butts. Five, five full butts. Five full butts. Five butts. Carrie Elwes. Oh, by the way, yeah, Carrie Elwes has five butts in this movie. Yeah, it's weird. But I mean, he's a pervert. Also, so. he's like taking a shower with his door wide open when he knows this teenage girl's like just gonna come in, like right? hang out in there. Like, just don't, don't come in and shake it at me, bum. <laughs> <laughs> what? That's a oh, se- it. That's him doing I'm a American. Seattle accent. I was born in Boston. <laughs> Wherever. <laughs> Whose American accent okay. is worse? His or you uh, and McCracken's? Oh, his is worse than you and McCracken's. Yeah, McCracken's. his is really bad. Uh, it's pretty astonishing, actually. Yeah. And there's at least there's one whole like scene where he says like three lines of dialogue and just in just a full British accent. It's, and he keeps, it's he keeps like talking about the lift instead of the elevator. He calls them lorries. Yeah. It's very He calls weird. everything a lorry. Yeah. He meets the president at one truck. point and he calls him the queen. The prime minister. Yeah. <laughs> He talks about the Commonwealth Games. Yeah. It's weird. <laughs> He's constantly playing uh, football and cricket. Yeah, he, he eats hard-boiled eggs on one of those hard-boiled think. egg holder things. He's asking for chips all the time. <laughs> I have some Only chips. Only not eh? the chips you'd think. Yeah. <laughs> He's a chimney sweep. It's too much. The- Ooh, he's a oh. cockney boot black. I listed cockney- all the British stuff. Let's move on to the next movie. <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> It's all about David. There's something wrong with But your problem with David, not mine. He's mom. not a good guy. Well, this is gonna stop. Tell me you need me. I need you, David. Nicole! Thanks, Steve. Our friends are practically family. 1996 is fear. With Marky uh, Mark. Yeah. Fear. 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 It has to be soft. You're gonna be feeling some fucking fear. Fear. Oh, if you're not, if you're not feared right now, you're gonna get there. Ooh, yeah, that yeah. was a good one. <laughs> Can we, um, can we all just do this whole segment in our Marky Mark? I don't think we can. <laughs> it's a shot of the We're gonna, it's, gonna, it's just going to happen. <laughs> Let's not force it. All right. Well, the movie starts uh, <clears throat> starts with William Peterson running because this movie is is specifically about William Peterson. Yeah, it's yeah, about it's him. Not about Reese Witherspoon. You, you think for a while it's uh, it's about this girl and how she met this shitty guy and stuff. And you're like, oh, this is interesting. A movie. Oh, it's actually about a dad. Yeah. It's again about a dad. It's, this time the dad is supposed to be fucking awesome. He's awesome. This is not a movie <laughs> he's about. Be cool. This yeah, is not a movie about William Peterson having sex uh, in the rain with Mark Wahlberg on he the kinda, Mercedes. He kind of has so, a Tom Cruise so. arc to it where it's like he thinks he's pretty <laughs> awesome and then maybe he's not awesome. But then he finds out that he's the most it awesome. It does have a little bit of the Tom Cruise art. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's fucking awesome. <laughs> and the music that he likes is the good music. Because at one point he's like playing fucking 
Bachman Turner Overdrive or whatever for a yeah. for a Reese Witherspoon. And she's like, this music sucks. And he's like, no, it is the best. My music is the good music. And he looks right at the camera and is like, this is the good. St- I am not old. He breaks the fourth wall and, and tells us that his music is the best. And he does, and he's like, he walks around the house. Everybody freezes, and he walks around the house explaining about how Bachman Turner Overdrive is the best band. You see for that like guy? Minutes. That's me. And he also spends an inordinate amount of time talking about how he really wants to go to this James Taylor concert. Yeah, yeah. And somebody who grew up in a household who's with parents that love James Taylor, I can even tell go? you that that is bad. Oh no! So this nobody wants to grow place. up in that household. So this so movie takes place in Seattle, but was also but was actually partially filmed in Seattle. Yes, we see the Kingdom uh-huh. very quickly well, out like, there. But I mean, they, well, not even just the flyovers, but like I think the big rich house was rich person's house really? was filmed on Mercer Island. I thought it, I was like, is that Issaquah? What the fuck is that? Because I it was the like very woody and yeah. very yeah. It Except was Mercer Island was one of the gorgeous. filming locations. I had to assume that was it. But there's also like a sky. You can see the Seattle skyline at one point. From, yeah, true. I thought it was Gasworks, but somebody says Alki. Yeah, I told you it wasn't Gasworks. Well, I've never been to Alki Beach, so. Well, it looks like that, so you don't need to go anymore. Everybody listening, (laughs) go to to scenic Alki Beach in Seattle, Washington. (laughs) And bring along some White Claw Hard Seltzer. The ruby grapefruit flavor is great. (laughs) It's like a party in your mouth. Uh, and back. And, and anyway, okay. what were we talking about? Fucking fear. Fucking fear. We're talking about fucking fear. Hey, hey what are you doing? He's so soft-spoken and weird. Uh, so, okay, so let's get to, let's get to, is weird. Let's get to describing what the, happens in the movie. It's not really just only so about William Peterson, Peterson is his dad, and he he's wants, yeah. remarried. So his, his new wife, to, 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 to the, Amy to, Brenneman. To, to the, the most w- terrible stepmom ever, Amy Brenneman. And, uh, and, and <laughs> she really is a roller coaster of a woman. Yeah, she's, she's got a lot going on. There's a lot to unpack. Uh, in, with a, in a movie full of a bunch of characters doing the wrong thing, she yeah. does the wrong thing every time. Every time. <laughs> almost as a rule. <clears throat> she, like, she's like, it's almost like she's going to look at the camera and roll her eyes every time she has to say a line like, I don't, I don't know. I, just, I got paid to do this movie. So she's trying. <laughs> it's not Amy Brenneman's fault. No. It's like a terribly written character. Amy Brenneman is overqualified. There, there's there, this whole script screenplay feels like a guy working his shit out. Like, it's, <laughs> well, I mean, it's that's like, what the movie's about. I'm it's, not old. Yeah. It's, it's about like, like forty-seven year masculinity. Yes. That's the whole thing. So, it's, for context, uh, Reese Witherspoon is twenty years old in this. Mark Wahlberg is wow, twenty-five, really? and uh, this is the same year as Freeway and mm-hmm. uh, year after SFW. Uh, Was she in that? Yeah, she was like the main the girl I, I that he. Uh, I just remember Stephen Dorff. Did, Reese, did Reese, she do anything? She, she was after like that? the goody good girl that lasted till the end. <laughs> did she do anything after the after those? She movies? just sort of Reese faded into obscurity yeah. after that. Yeah, we never like that. we never heard from Reese Witherspoon again, did we? <laughs> <laughs> she she looks very young in this movie. I didn't know. Yeah, she's supposed to be like sixteen or something. Yeah, she's like supposed that. to be. Yeah. In, I, yeah, it says it says my note. <laughs> it says she's supposed to be sixteen. It's ironclad, and so that must be the truth. Yeah, and but Mark Wahlberg's character is supposed to be like in his in his like early to mid twenties. I would guess. He's like 22, he's 23, like a, maybe. He's like a bad older boy. So Reese Witherspoon is his daughter, and William Peterson at the very beginning of the movie he's is like... He's this workaholic you dad. Make, you're, you're dressing like a slut. He immediately says... He doesn't say slut no, then. Mom well, says that. I, I mean, I think it's important to know that, first of all, the William Peterson character is like... He's this like overloaded workaholic dad who's not getting along with his family. His family's mad because he's working too much and he's never around. His relationship with his daughter is strained for the same reason. She's like, I don't yeah. know who you are. And she's also very rebellious. Yeah. And so... It sets the stage very early for his, like, crisis of masculinity. There's also a young, uh, her younger brother, who looks like a Victorian ghost who drank a lot of Kool-Aid. 
he <laughs> I believe he is the woman's son and not her dad. I think they're half yeah. siblings. Yeah. So they yeah they each brought a kid to this marriage. Really. They they each got divorced. Oh, the little boy is not William Peterson's son as well. Well, I, I assume that he. Kid. Well, I no, thought that the, maybe they had no. that boy with. Because at the beginning, he uh, no. William Peterson goes. He called me dad. He called me dad. Oh right, okay. Yeah. He's like, you let him get away with that, and he, she's like, hey, he called me dad. And then uh, that part when he's tucking him in, and he goes, don't ever forget, you are not my son. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's all man. Uh, they also have a dog, a German Shepherd named Kaiser, Kaiser. and German Shepherds. It was, you know, is doomed as soon as you see him in this movie. But you don't Kaiser expect was... it to be quite so graphic and horrifying. And Kaiser, the entire time leading up to this, was just chilling hard in every scene. Yeah. Just relaxing. Kaiser in the seems like a very good boy. Scene. He was a he was. <laughs> A very I good didn't write boy. down. I didn't write down who the dog, the, what the name of the actual dog oh, who shit. played him was. I but, definitely made a point um, of looking, but I don't think I wrote it down. Uh, so anyway, uh, Reese Witherspoon, who's his daughter, is uh, has, they, she's a teenager who's tried, a got a rebellious streak, and yeah. and her friend Alyssa Milano uh, is star of Poison Ivy too. <laughs> Alyssa Milano is uh, my second favorite part of this movie. Did an Amy Fisher movie the same year yep. as Drew Barrymore? As Drew Barrymore. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Alyssa Milano plays a character who is just a slut. <laughs> That's just like it's such a it's a hilariously written character. And, she is uh, very wild and seeking acceptance, and then ends up uh, getting raped. So I won't I yeah. wouldn't use that word, but uh, definitely no, the she word is portrayed is, as yes. definitely being more sexually wild and and uh, out there than Reese Witherspoon. But I think the movie ri- written by whoever whatever dudes wrote it portrays it as like, look at the you know they're like the movie's leering at her most of the time. The movie because it doesn't give a shit about this character. The movie kind of doesn't care I mean, I about guess, her. But every time I see her, it's like she's super intoxicated and like yeah, yeah, all yeah. these fucking dudes are being the creepy ones, and it's just kind of more sad than her being like a, a fun loving like oh yeah, yeah, slut yeah, yeah or whatever. Sure. You know what I mean? There, yeah, there's she's, always a certain kind of sadness. To, I mean, there's this there's this line that she says. She's the uh, kind of woman that gets shamed for her uh, occasional promiscuity well she yes well she says to um she says to reese witherspoon because she's a bad influence much like rob yeah, Lowe, definitely bad influence uh, or she goes so so he hit you and this is when mark Wahlberg accidentally uh hits reese witherspoon while he's beating the shit out of her uh, friend you know gary. it's cool she forgives <laughs> him <laughs> fucking gary she forgives fucking him gary. uh but she goes so he hit you sometimes that's just their asshole way of saying they love you and you're like mm, great yeah. good but i feel like, like the movie has been dealing with some yeah she's been abused the movie figures. doesn't yeah. handle doesn't necessarily sensitively handle the Alyssa Milano character. No. No, no. Because uh, no. it, it, like, more or less treats her as, like, a plot device that, like... No, she's like a pincushion in this movie, I think man. the movie she has gets, a, No, she's yeah. literally a plot yeah. device at yeah. one point. Has when, about uh, as much respect makes, for her as yeah. Mark Wahlberg does. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, Reese Witherspoon and her friend go to some bar, or they meet up... And no, it was the cool club on King and Occidental. No, that's oh. where they That's where they, they meet them first at this other place, at this, like, coffee shop, and they're like, hey, we're gonna go see this uh, show. You should come. We're gonna go see... Sir Mix-a-Lot. Pearl Jam and <laughs> Sir Mix-a-Lot at the Starbucks next to the fish market. The King and Occidental, and then uh, she falls in love immediately with Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. You can see his abs through his tight you t-shirt. His he's abs. hot. He's, he's, he's Mark Wahlberg. He's charming. He's charming a little. <laughs> but he hangs out with his like doofus looking best friend who's just like a, a super just like normal looking grungy dude. He kind of looks like a guy. Yeah. yeah. He's just a guy. Yeah. But, but listen, Milano is like immediately drawn to oh, him. Yeah. Like, I like this guy. <laughs> he's maybe this 40. Looks like Donald Logan Blade. He's just like <laughs> he this grunged like, out leather like dude. Kind of yeah. a, just a schlub. <laughs> yeah. Very much like a Donald Logue sort of thing. And, she, and, and Alyssa Milano sees him and is like, oh, oh that, that guy. That's mine. And she runs right up and just starts grinding on him. And he's like, I guess. The 90s, <laughs> by the way, the 90s clothes in this were like... Amazing. They were pretty yeah. great. I was uh, 18 when this movie came out. 
And that is how that is how we all looked back then. It was very unfortunate. <laughs> it was unfortunate. Uh, so Mark Wahlberg is uh, seems to be his, uh, his, he's, he seems like there's something going on with him. But like you know, he seems like he likes her a lot. Like he's in he's love very he's polite. Sensitive. He actually he's says, "I love quiet. you," really like real early on. I think right? I really love you, and <laughs> you changed you. my life. I know I just met you like uh, five minutes you. ago, but you changed the way I, I think about <laughs> all of life. And I love you, and I wanna and I wanna fucking bathe in your blood. <laughs> fucking bathe in your blood. <laughs> uh, but it's fine. You'll forgive me uh like he, he's very he's very quiet and whispery and romantic and then yeah. when he meets her parents he's like the first time he meets her parents he's, he's a, just the model of politeness yeah. up until the very end where he like Asks, he like kind of says some, he calls her hey, yeah give me a coke and then he hey, like Nicole, turns around and he like looks at william peterson and kind of does this like mark Wahlberg smirk like eh, right yeah i'm bossing your daughter around and you can't fucking do anything about it <laughs> Uh, yeah, dude. But also, did we miss the part where he, uh, fingers are on the roller coaster? Okay, here we go. <laughs> yeah. They go to a fair. I don't. What is it, what is it supposed to be? A fair that we know? Is a, it a fair that we it's know? It's supposed to be a place that actually exists, I think. But yeah. it's like some sort of amusement park place that it just is in Seattle, but I don't believe ever existed. No. Not yeah. even in 1996. No. Yeah. yeah, there so were there were kind of like fair rides around the uh, Seattle Center for yeah. a little while. Like so that, maybe that, no, that, this is not one of them. But maybe that's what it's supposed to be. <laughs> They're on that shitty like log that goes up the water slide. There's no seat belts at all. Stupid fucking log ride. <laughs> Please Ugh. not the now, monorail. Not now. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyways, uh, they go on a roller coaster and he just starts fingering her while Wild Horses is playing. Yeah. Yeah. A, a cover, cover of Wild Horses. Cover. Yeah. Who well, did yeah. the cover? I don't know. Yeah. And he fingers her successfully. She seems to be very and much it, enjoying herself. it matches herself. up with he the... He fingers her successfully. <laughs> she's she's the, like, uh, yeah. I love this podcast. It seems, to, <laughs> seems to match up with what? It seems to match up with, you know, the, the climax uh, of the yeah. roller coaster. They do a thing with the roller coaster yeah. and it like builds and builds then and then it goes down. I was just thinking of how that would be terrible in real life. <laughs> Because of just like a I roller, like it's a roller dangerous. coaster. It's like, yeah. like you know what I mean. It it's might, not going to be comfortable. No. It's not comfy. I mean, in my memory, it was a Ferris wheel, and then someone was like, "They do it on a roller coaster." I was like, "That cannot be right." I kept yeah. saying it was a roller coaster, and people kept saying Ferris wheel. Like when I was talking about this movie, and I was like, "I remembered I it as a Ferris wheel too." I was like, "Am I crazy?" I, I thought it was a roller coaster. I had never seen this. I had the I same was, argument with my girlfriend. I, I was like, "I swear smug. it was a Ferris wheel," but no, she no, was right. Fucking roller coaster. Because your brain changed it because that doesn't make sense. That it's a roller coaster. Intense. Wild horses covered but, by the Sundays, of course. Yes, but and uh, do we all do we all do we talk about the the, uh, the copious amount of bush? There's a lot of bush in this movie. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of bush in this movie. The, uh, the, the band, the band, the band. Yeah. Um, and also, uh, also <laughs> there's you. also there's two. Pitch that right Wal- over the plate at Emily, and she just it was magic. <laughs> Home run. There's two Mark Wahlberg songs in this. That's true. I didn't, uh, I didn't only one of them. The per, only one. one of the, well, According to the credits, one of them's two. playing in the coffee shop yeah. when they meet. Yeah, I'm a murderous murder man no, coming from one, the back. That's list. the one that plays when he's waiting for her after he apologizes and she never shows up. Yeah, yeah. she stands him up. Yeah. All right, so like, yeah, so there, there's a whirlwind romance. There's a fingering on a roller coaster, and things that seem like they're going the really well. That, like teen romances are she, made. Of. And then 100. She stupidly gives him the code to their house so he yeah. can sneak in and have sex with her. Bad move. And then, uh, and then Mark Wahlberg uh, sees her friend hugging her, runs up, <laughs> beats the shit out of the guy. It was like yeah. stomping on him and shit like that. He beats and, the and shit out of ends him. Ends up hitting Reese because Reese is like, hey, stop beating the shit out of my friend. And he's like, get the fuck out. And he like, clubs her and she falls down. And then, and then she's like, hey, she's knock like, it off. Get out of like, here. And he looks at her and is like, what? 
He's like, what, what do you mean? What do you mean? What? what I'm I, the bad guy here. What the fuck did I do? What the fuck did I do? <laughs> and that's, I mean, that's sort of like her, her first clue that he's a psycho. Though. That's a big clue. Yeah. I mean, and it, honestly, in her defense, like he's been kind of weird, and we've seen part like a few scenes cutaways where he wasn't with her, but he's he's she's a teenage girl, and he's. Mark Wahlberg and she you know she's like infatuated with him and so it's kind of like up until that point he hasn't really done anything right no it's you, that, you, that, would, that would like so I mean as far as these movies go this is people kind of act the most realistic in this one right to, to a point it goes from <laughs> it goes from zero to him beating the shit out of her friend in front of her like yeah. in, in a couple seconds yeah and, and she and everybody acts very well like, oh shit poor Gary yeah <laughs> Yeah. I, like, I like how she she kind of is immediately like, nope, never want to see you again. Yeah, right, like, right. Obviously, she ends up coming around, but it's not something she has to be convinced of at first, which is kind of cool, I guess. Well, Mark Wahlberg goes up and tearfully apologizes to her. And is like, I just want to, you know, I just saw I just saw this guy that was hugging you. Oh, he says, I just wanted to protect you. He had his paws all over you. All over you. And I wanted to protect you because I love you and you changed my life. And, uh, and she's like, away. she's like, all right, you lug. Yeah. Just don't kill anyone. I mean, like, like all of her. Look, that's how a man takes care of his business. All of her <laughs> reactions in this movie uh, feel kind of like, you know, you go like, don't do that to her. But you're also kind of like, well, yeah, teenage girl. It, yeah. You can like, you buy it. It seems like, yeah. I, I buy it. Yeah. And yeah. She's well, no, she's not supposed to be like a repository of sound judgment. Right, exactly. But I mean, some of these movie movies, you're like, well, I don't think anybody. Yeah, why would anybody, anybody would do, do that? that? And this one, you're like, no, actually, this Makes is sense. A pretty, you know. Okay. Later, later there's on, red flags, but it's also like, yeah. Later but, on, she know. get the, there's some stuff that doesn't make sense. Where like the whole <laughs> no. Alyssa Milano thing's pretty bad, and yeah, then the way that bad. she re, the way that she specifically reacts to what happens to Alyssa Milano makes no fucking sense. Mm-mm. It's awful because no. she watches that she it watches happen. it happen, and it's, it's not like not she just like, hears that she sleeps with her friend. Uh, what we're referring to is a scene where uh, Alyssa Milano. Uh, Reese Witherspoon decides to go back and stay with Mark Wahlberg after all, and and she kind of looks through the window of his shitty, crusty party house, whatever. Yeah, and we, we got to uh, talk about that house when we're done with this. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, she sees Alyssa Milano, her BFF, apparently just like super drunk and out of it, dragged out, She's smoking crack, smoking crack, just like dry humping fucking schlub from earlier, whatever yeah. the fuck his name was, Donald Logue. Yeah, <laughs> oh, and then uh, Donald Logue under the bus. and then Marky Mark walks up to her and tries to get her to go upstairs, and she refuses at first, and the other guy's like, no, she's mine and then he finally is like say you want me and basically forced her upstairs doesn't he hit her he's like yeah, grabbing, grabbing, grabbing her hair, hair. Yeah, yeah. he's yeah, like yeah, that's and, right. then he, and then and he like Reese picks her up yeah. and she's like crying oh, yeah, like, and I want this one now so that whole thing happens in front of Reese Witherspoon's eyes but I, I later on we come to realize that she is mad at Alyssa Milano for sleeping with her boyfriend right. which doesn't make any sense yeah, really. yeah she's like, not she's kind of like it's like she, it's like she could be both but they only write it the one way where she's mad. She's mad at her for sleeping with her boyfriend. She could be like that, but also go like, you're in too deep here, and yeah. maybe I should be a good friend to you. But, it's, but well, I, think it, I think it goes further, though, because then there's the scene where Alyssa Milano, con- they confront each other, and yeah. Alyssa Milano goes, didn't you see what happened to me? And you're she's my like, only you're my- friend. Yeah, I know. That, like, broke my heart. Yeah. That was a really yeah. heartbreaking scene. And she just says, you know, no, fuck you. But then she it's drives terrible. off, and then Reese Witherspoon runs after her, and is like, wait, oh, she's gone. And yeah. then Mark Wahlberg does a car chases Alyssa Milano down in a car and is like you didn't fucking say anything to it did you you guys do the best Mark Wahlberg like I'm really impressed right now you better not say anything to it I'm gonna fucking crack your skull you're a piece of trash I'll crack your fucking skull there pal and uh Mark Wahlberg uh, 
uh, I think is fucking really good in this movie. Oh, he's and, so good. And he, and this is the only movie I couldn't, if you, unless you guys can name another one. And he plays like killers and like people who yell a lot in other movies. And he's clearly a piece of shit in the Transformers movies, but not intentionally. Right, right. Like, this is the only evil. movie where he plays like an out and out bad guy. I was actually thinking that too. And Travis and I were talking about this yesterday. And I think it's because like in real life, he at is that a time, bad guy. He was like that yes. guy, you know, he beat that guy almost to death and shit. Yeah. And like, I think he kind of calculated it and went, Fuck! I can't play roles like this. Yeah, that's like, a little too close to home. That's a little too close to home. Because <laughs> after that, the next movie is Boogie Nights, where he plays like Aww. a real naive, fucking uh, smiling little idiot. Boy, yeah. Oh, hey, I don't, I don't know what's going on. True fact: they had to use CGI to make his dick smaller in that movie. <laughs> oh, oh damn, Marky Mark. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and I I also think that that it plays into like his own conception of himself as a hero because he's like a deluded yeah. asshole and he's like, yeah. I'm not playing bad guy. I'm I could have stopped nine eleven. I'm a fucking hero. I would have saved. Uh, I would have saved. Patriots the world on so Patriots say Deepwater Horizon. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm a fucking hero. I'm America's greatest hero. But in this, what a Wahlburgers season ten coming your way. Uh, Wahlburgers. Those burgers are great. They're mouth watering. <laughs> he is a great fucking psycho. Though. God, he's, he is he's, so he's scary. Very he entertaining. So scary. He's good. I mean, I was like giggling. Uh, a lot the first, the the house, first like half hour of this movie whenever yeah. Mark Wahlberg said anything because he was just like hey baby I love you <laughs> it was totally like that. it was it was the Andy Samberg version of Mark Wahlberg it really so was, he was whis- whispery seductions he was just like a joke of Mark Wahlberg but he was the real Mark Wahlberg and he literally like, and went he goes, full circle yeah. hey, can I come meet you can I come meet your mother I want to come meet your parents. He actually goes. I want to meet your mother. He immediately does yard work. He like lays down gravel. I want to meet your parents. You know, you know this kind of tree. What you gotta do is you gotta you gotta put it in a little bit of soil. I want all the time. This kind of soil is the best. I worked for I worked with trees for a whole. I know about fucking trees. I know about fucking trees. Also, he's just hitting. He's just hitting on her stepmom the entire time too, which is and it works because his mom is the stupidly written character. We haven't we haven't talked at all about the family dynamic. So once things start getting shitty, and you know Reese Witherspoon's. Dad is like, don't fucking see him anymore. There's, I mean, I feel like we're kind of jumping around a bit, but there's, we're jumping around. There's one part where he carves into her dad's new fucking car. Now and he like ruins it and like yeah. pops the tires and now stuff. I have a machine gun. Cocksucker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he he carves. Now I've popped both your chairs. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's after they had the confrontation we, we in the street. We need to talk too. about yeah. the street confrontation because it's one of the most classic scenes yeah. in, the, in the whole movie, and it's where William Peterson is like, ah, you know, maybe my daughter doesn't see who you are, but I see who you are, and I'm a fucking man's man, and my music's the best music. And then he like pokes him on the st- he pokes him on the chest, but like dur- during this scene, this is when Mark. Wahlberg gets to deliver his kind of like his final like revealing of his true self to William Peterson where he goes and brace yourself for some language here because it's not great but he goes you know Steve you're, you're really not a faggot and he's like whoa and yeah. then uh, and then uh, he, he says a bunch of shit to him but wait it's I have like, a quote I know you, when you're done okay like I know you abandoned Nicole when she needs you the most because I licked his sweet tears oh, God. Yeah. I licked her sweet tears Oof. and then he t- he refers to his his wife as being all over my stick yeah that's yeah. it and she then, uh, and then he says, he says very accurately because he's like, you know what, Steve? This is about your inadequacies because yeah. that's yeah. what that's where the whole movie is, is boiling down to. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. Yeah. actually said, which as soon as he says that, I kind of deflated though some of the movie for him. I'm like, oh right, this is about the dad. That's funny because rolling up to that scene, I was watching with Molly, and I'm like, so this movie's not about any of this stuff. It's not about these characters. It's about this guy's male inadequacy. Yeah. And then that scene happens. I'm like, okay, there you yeah. go. Yeah. Expect- expectations of masculinity, and then yeah, Mark Wahlberg says. 
says with the all over my stick thing he goes you aren't keeping up your end of the bargain with the missus because if you were she wouldn't be all over my stick yeah and then of course we have the iconic gorilla chest thumping oh that's the best yeah. when he drives off and then uh, and he starts hitting he himself hitting so hard himself. to bruise it's it so to, scary to make it see and then it make to make him seem because then when he goes to Reese Witherspoon he goes your dad beat the shit out of me and he hit me in places where you wouldn't be able to see if I was wearing a shirt that's how fucked up your dad is to me <laughs> she gets fucking mad. Like she's so mad at her dad. Uh, Amy Brenneman's character, who is, uh, according to Mark Wahlberg, all over his stick. You do get to see him throwing her into a pool. It's also point. just a dick to Reese Witherspoon constantly. She comes home late and she is mad at her. Understandably, the dad is constantly uh, in Vancouver for uh, business trips. And she comes home late and she's like, it's, it's fucking late. And then, she, and then she yells at her. She goes... She's like going upstairs and she's like, wash that, wash that makeup off. It makes you look like a slut. And not to like slut shame, shame, but like she, the make, I mean, the, the skirt, the makeup, the skirt, the makeup, the, the, skirt. Yeah, the makeup was like, fine. If you're going to be like, was a little short if you're going to call her, if you're going to call this, yeah. your, your stepdaughter a slut, don't the makeup. Come on. <laughs> yeah. I thought she would like had fine. I thought her makeup looked cool. Yeah. Yeah. She <laughs> I thought she looks cool. A- Amy, Amy Brenneman. <laughs> I mean, and I have no problem with her skirt either, but if you're going to be in that situation where you're going to do Yeah. That. Why are you choosing that over the other? So anyway, I'm going to time for chunky heels too. But then her and William Peterson have a conversation later and she's like yeah you shouldn't have called her a slut and he goes he goes she goes i just said she looked like a slut yeah. <laughs> he's like oh my mistake oh okay excuse me uh, well amy brenneman is just li- written the character is written to be wrong every single time yeah. every, time the that, uh, there's a decision to be made she is wrong on it this does the thing that river wild did too where the clearly the dad is not thrilled about the fact that he's called away for work all the time yeah but uh but the, she's also the that wife kind is of wife. just like you are never old it's uh yeah. what do we get out of it this fucking mansion <laughs> <laughs> this uh, palatial estate on a peninsula that we own fucking hook syndrome man with uh, with the security system we don't use properly <laughs> it's, by the way. it's yeah. hook syndrome we discuss hook syndrome yeah. in uh, a couple podcasts it's ago, discussed so. in this movie in vague terms that apparently he's having trouble at work and you're like well i think he's doing fine it i've seen like his he's, house he's getting you seems know, like he's yeah, all right always these fucking people always go going and to, they go to work and go oh you got we got a meeting right now we got to, what's my job it's a job it doesn't fucking matter just come to the me i think he's an architect in this closest account yeah we always have to close is there trouble with this account they look at a computer screen and one guy's like it's great what you did here oh, it's great what looks it looking and they're just pointing at a screen you don't ever get yeah, to like see a Paul Greengrass movie <laughs> yeah it, yeah because this movie is so much about how awesome this dad is at one point there's even a part where like his 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 career does well yeah. where they're like and you nailed it at work buddy because you know, your car's great your music's the best music and you're doing it good at work and your dad your girl is always going to be your little girl which is which is kind of contrasted with uh, with Mark Wahlberg's little pirate boys club that he's got doing yeah. crimes out yeah, of this can fucking we talk about that house what's yeah. going on with that house it's like one of the other dudes dad's house i feel like i've been in a house like, like that before. and one guy's like my dad's his dad's gonna come home soon we're gonna be out on our asses what are we gonna do and mark barker was, well, was like oh, what were we about it then i don't know so it was at my parents room. house but it was, i think I feel like it was all graffiti and like shitty that's looking. the thing it was all fucked up and no, I'm it's like, one of the guys there they say it's his dad's house and his dad's coming home soon so his we're dad's coming home his dad's coming home yeah he went out he's not coming back he went out for cigarettes my dad went out for he's gonna bring me those cigarettes i think that guy's dad is buried in the backyard fucking day now the house is trashed it's just like a shitty furnitureless trash crack den yeah. and Mark Wahlberg's room 
has a good guys <laughs> doll on the on the dresser, yeah, which was fucking great, and uh, just a bunch of photo booth pictures of him and Reese Witherspoon. Which I was like, where's that montage? Like, it's got his, I didn't see them having his, much uh, fun. It's got his his lineup headshot too yeah. from an arrest. Yeah, he's got his own mugshot on, mug on the wall. He is a he is a troubled individual who was bounced around the system. He like uh, that's that's his backstory. Yeah. It turns out he t- he tells her that he's like his some, family's his back family's, east. His family's back east, and his parents are still married, and they're they're good. But then uh, it turns <laughs> out he's like some, good. some guy that's been that doesn't has dead parents, and he's been but bounced the, around the system. So the, they kind of it's all, it's not quite an excuse for his behavior at so all. Like, but yeah, the movie sad, kind, but you kind of don't need. He's the, an orphan. I he's bet not, there's he's hanging out with all these psychos. guys and they're like doing crimes and all stuff. All orphans are evil. Yeah. yeah. No, there are not orphans. <laughs> Especially that aren't Annie, Kevin. Yeah, Annie's the worst of them all. Oh God, all those orphans are the worst in Annie. So this is about when he does that really cute stick and poke tattoo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. one of the most legend, probably the most legendary part of the movie. Yeah, that and the say. chest the, thumping, the, the, the fingering on the roller I would say the fingering on the roller coaster is <laughs> yeah. the legendary part of the and movie. The t- Top and the three tattoo. legendary. I had not. And what does the tattoo say? And let's all say it together. One, two, three. Nicole, Nicole forever. Right. He literally just pours ink out on his hand, and just rubs it on his fucking wound, like. And he's just washing. He's just like. He's washing. Like he's standing in front of the mirror, and he's just like, "Yep, yep, this is this is great. What I did." Great. You know, this yeah. movie was written by I the guy who wrote Last of the Mohicans. Really? <laughs> yeah, so if, if you if you really want to get into it, you can think about the, the, the stick and poke tattoo scene is just as like romantic a gesture as when Alice jumps off the Oh yeah, I see those as practically the same thing. I don't think he even shows anyone his tattoo, though, right? Like I don't uh, remember him revealing it. No, later. you don't see it later. You, you'd think that he would so show that means it to it's her. More meaningful. Yeah, you think he would show it to her at some point because he's like a psycho. So well, well, let's look start. what I did for so you. T- we discussed how the house is really gross, and then William Peterson like is so pissed because he, he comes and trashes. He comes and trashes the house, and you're kind of like, this was already trash. But yeah. he goes into he breaks into Mark Wahlberg's room. This is my favorite part. This is my favorite part of the movie. He finds the this this bracelet that Mark Wahlberg stole from Reese Witherspoon which was already creep- oh, already God. creepily was uh, had daddy engraved on it it's the, the daddy's girl which, when it. I saw that I was like ew but then uh, Wait, Mark Wahlberg has changed it to Danny's girl it was a little okay so my boyfriend I, I was watching this with my boyfriend he also got super creeped out and I was like the, the bracelet's clearly for like a two or three year old it's like a baby bracelet I know, I know and it's a daddy's girl so it's like I, yeah it's creepy now but it wasn't back then anyways so yeah, yeah moving yeah. on it's it's just funny that he changed this to daddy's girl <laughs> he he daddy's girl, to daddy's like does, girl. he does some light metal working on this bracelet <laughs> and then, and also he's like really good at uh, what I don't even think Photoshop existed but he may, has this whole picture of uh, like the Mona Lisa or it's not Mona Lisa it's Virgin a, Mary Virgin yeah. Mary that he He's put Reese Witherspoon's face I over. Kind of, I want it's that. Good. It's almost like he, I want a print of that. It's so fucking bad. I don't bad. know if it's it online. It looks like he. It looks like he painted. It looks like it, an maybe. oil painting, you yeah, guys. Like and he, I want it. <laughs> maybe uh, Mark Wahlberg has that painting. We'll have to remember yeah. this for Secret Santa. There's next also. Year. There's also. <laughs> oh, yes. There's also a pair of uh, a pair of Reese Witherspoon's panties in the uh, in the little box. Uh, that burns uh, right white and, cotton and, and the dad like picks them up and kind of. Handles them, oh, and yeah. you're like, God. It's like you knew what that was. You didn't have to pick you it up. To, you know what the fuck that was. You have to rub it between your fingers. Mm. Oh. It feels like my daughter's underwear. I, I think I know what this is. <laughs> yep, this is my daughter's I'm, underwear. I'm getting there. I'll, I'll get the answer. Uh, yes, yeah, yes, but I mean, he does. CSI after he all. does get the address of where Mark Wahlberg is by touching he, the pants. Yeah. Yes. I know exactly where he is. Yeah. And where I'll strike next. Uh, so he so he destroys the house. Then these guys all come back and. Mark 
Mark Wahlberg sees his room and he knows that the dad has been there. He knows because he sees it the way it's destroyed. And he's like, the guys are just talking like, well, what the fuck are we supposed to do now? My dad's coming home or whatever they're talking about. And they're like, your place <laughs> yeah, had already your dad's coming home. The house was already destroyed before. We're going to have to leave the treehouse. Destroyed it, but whatever. And so Mark Wahlberg kind of quickly goes like, he knows exactly who did it. And he's like, hey, I know who did this. Let's go fucking get him. And then these guys turn into fucking just like, now they're murderers. Now they're just fucking killers. This turns into a home invasion movie. Like, I totally forgot it. You're kind of like, maybe these guys are in a shitty band until this point. No. And then you're like, no, these guys are fucking murderers. <laughs> they're not just robbing convenience stores. And it turns into a home invasion movie. And, and uh, William Peterson's house is such a fucking bunker that it's got like blast shield doors yeah. Yeah. that well, can be like pulled it. up and stuff. He yeah. Designed yeah. He designed it expecting uh, World War well, III. The kickoff to Before the, that, the big though, home invasion is, is a Kaiser. Kaiser. Kaiser played Kaiser. by. Kaiser runs off and I, go, I thought, I thought. Oh, played by played by a doggy named Banner. Banner, who uh, apparently only has one Banner. other credit, a movie called Good Boy. Because he was, he was a good boy. He totally so, was. I don't think he was a star of Good so Boy. So I though. thought the Kaiser Kaiser runs off, and I hadn't seen this movie, uh, and I don't think I'd had this spoiled. I hadn't had this spoiled for me unless I'd forgotten. I've totally forgot about this. But but uh, but like he runs off, and I think oh, it's gonna be you know the dog. Your dog runs off, and you can hear. You know, in the distance, you know, um, yeah, Kaiser bought yeah. it. Kaiser, so you hear that. You actually hear that. And then later on, someone's like, so he's it's like, like little oh, ghost boy. Goes, Kaiser? Kaiser and the boy, the little boy goes over the dog door and the, the head, the dog's head comes through and it's clearly dead and you're like, oh man, that dog's dead and the little boy is there and then, and then the head gets pushed through and they fucking sawed that dog's head off. Yeah. And I did not expect that. And it was very I did not bloody. expect that. It's so weird. I did not expect that even though some friends of ours, dude, when they did videos, they called their production company Dog Head in the Door, yeah. which is a fucking <laughs> reference to that. That's amazing. And I was like, Oh fuck! And then the punk, the crust punk, is like, hey. yeah, he sticks his head like through afterwards. They're like acting like a <laughs> one of those fucking. Why so serious? We're get ya. <laughs> Yeah, and yep. this little boy is uh, just going to be traumatized for life. But he, he ends up being the MVP in this oh, he's scene. A fucking he like hero. he like pulls it together after seeing his fucking severed dog head. Yeah, and these guys kill. Uh, I mean, the little boy saves the day. He does. That's he's what I'm saying. Another, guys, another expectation of masculinity. He, he really uh-huh. fucking pulls it together though. After that, you'd think like this kid's going to be traumatized and useless, and he's like, nope. He's the one who goes out and gets the SUV and runs over a bunch of. He murders a guy. <laughs> yeah, he does with the car. <laughs> runs right over that fucking guy. Yeah, I guess it's revenge. Yeah, for it's like, and it turned, and all of Mark Wahlberg's friends are like Biff Tannen's buddies from fucking Back <laughs> to are. the Future. They're like, they're, a ni- murderers. they're like a nineties version of Biff Tannen. I mean, I feel like one of them's actually wearing three D glasses. glasses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what are we gonna do, Biff? Hey? <laughs> flea is there. For one some of them reason. is a knockoff of Flea. It's <laughs> yeah. like the poor man's Flea. <laughs> the, the dude looks like Flea. I know he does. Two of his friends are the Beagle Boys, also. <laughs> so these guys wow. and these guys are terrible home invaders too, because they're like banging on the door. That's Mark Wahlberg knows the yeah. code. They're just being rowdy about, as fuck. Around. He's about to get in, and then there's that famous shot of him like looking Let me in the, the house. Bubble. Let me in the fucking house. Yeah, yeah, yeah through the through the peephole, the through the peephole, and uh, Amy Brenneman does let him in at first. <laughs> And slams the door Because of course She's, she's like gonna go Should I let him thing. in Should I let him in And she's about to let she him in She went from and being then, weirdly strict To like way too chill And then they're like No no, no don't let him in <laughs> That's what stepmoms do It's like I don't know how It's, it's like they wrote a character That was like We need her to do The wrong thing all the time uh, So can you play that realistically And she's like no And they're like We're already making the movie Stepmoms <laughs> Stepmoms are bad At setting boundaries man We're halfway through Shooting this movie It's not Who cares <laughs> Your paycheck will clear So Don't worry 
so, but they're terrible home invaders because they're banging on all these things. Meanwhile, Reese Witherspoon goes upstairs and sends an SOS to this hilltop where there's, because they're rich people, there's like a security She's guy turning the light on and off. He's like, oh shit, I better get down there and see what's going on. All the power's been shut off. And he goes down there. The security guard does. Uh, these guys have sort of cleared out at this point. So, something scared them away or they got sent away. And then the, the guy's like, Mark Wahlberg's coming. He's like, oh yeah, I, I was just coming here to see my girlfriend. Uh, I don't know what happened. I don't know what's going on. The power's not on. And then the then they shoot the fucking cop in the back, and you're like, well, you guys had a fucking gun this whole time, yeah. right? And you guys were busy trying to like break in windows and getting cut by not oh, like so kitchen like knives and shit. Because, I mean, I, th- he trashed your house, so you're gonna fucking shoot a cop, <laughs> right? Like, it just, I mean, it at just this point, like, things and, really escalated. And none of really the guys, because I think that the guys get scared off at some point. I'm like, okay, his friends are done. They're like, some oh, we thought this leave. was gonna I think be some easy. Of them leave. Yeah. They thought this was gonna be no. They all show up again. They all, all come back. They all yeah. say that they're gonna leave, and then they do. Let's get out of here now. And then they shoot a cop, and they're like, no, we're in this. We're in this to win this. I didn't know there was going to be cop shooting. Let's do this. In for a penny, in for a pound. It's all murder now. I guess so. Jesus Christ. So we can only uh, do one life sentence. That's <laughs> true, man. And then, and then this, it's so it just turns into this like crazy home invasion it's, movie. It's, it's like purity ring. Minutes, it's purity ring minutes. straw dogs. Yeah, is what purity I like ring straw dogs. Um, that's great. Yeah, they get in. Um, they get in eventually, and now, now they're inside the house. They tie and up they're, the parents. They're, they're terror, they start terrorizing people directly. Yeah, and uh, they're gonna burn them alive or kill them or something. Kill their. I think they say they're gonna kill their kids in front of them. Oh yeah, and he keeps he <laughs> awesome. keeps telling Reese Witherspoon that they're getting married and it's okay if she's crying because all girls cry on their weddings mm. and it's the creepiest <laughs> fucking thing and he keeps uh, telling her dad to give her away and, and he's pointing a gun he's pointing a gun poor Alyssa Milano was, was like there. hey don't do that and he's like why yeah he's like why, why? he's like look why I know this is gonna be really hard for you but we gotta do it I'm just gonna kill your dad what's the big deal poor Alyssa Milano's there and I was like she's well she's she's dead and she she makes it. Yeah, she survives. Yeah. But he like, but he, like beats her. He beats her head against the wall for like a minute. Yeah, and then she, and then I'm like, well, Jesus Christ! Well, yeah, Alyssa this Milano takes all the abuse. It gets yeah, really, it's, it's rough. It's yeah, it's, it's way harder unpleasant. to watch than the previous two. It's definitely way more of a thriller. It's way yeah, yeah, it's yeah. way more violent and hard to watch. I think the part where, the part of, when Mark, parts. Mark Wahlberg like kind of gets her in the car too is like pretty fucking intense. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like Jesus yeah. Christ. But so uh, the boy, the little boy, the ghost, the Victorian ghost boy, uh, he <laughs> actually like he boy. like gets out there. Reese Witherspoon's like go get the go get the car or whatever. Yeah. He like goes and gets oh, in the and car and starts so the car and he like runs over a fucking dude and shit. He's yeah. like f- and hyper like, focused trying to figure out he's like my foot goes somewhere I need, yeah. to, pull, I need to pull this it's actually like kind know. of a realistic really uh, just depiction of a little kid going like I've seen people drive cars <laughs> right. I, now I don't know how to do this though uh-huh. and then he runs over a dude you know like yeah. we all do our first time <laughs> I remember my first time <laughs> running over a home invader. Uh, I, heard their, I heard their head crunch under so, this. Uh, <laughs> so, so then it climaxes in the bedroom, right? And uh, yeah. yeah, like All it, right. like it does. Um, <laughs> we, we, we always climaxes in the bedroom with your dad watching. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 That's a t-shirt. Uh, so many t-shirts made this podcast. <laughs> We're going to start churning them out. Uh, Reese Witherspoon. Uh, like, we'll just skip to it. Reese Witherspoon stabs Mark, War- Mark Wahlberg it, in the back with a peace pipe. Is it right after he says, like, give peace a chance or something to the dad? He says something with peace in the line. And, and, and then she stabs him with the peace pipe that he won for her at, at the, the fair. fair where he fingered her on the roller coaster. Uh, that one. That's the one. Yeah. But he's, <laughs> I just want to specify they didn't go to a different fair another time in the movie. It was that one. But he's a big, he's a big, he's a big strong guy so a peace pipe in the back isn't enough to do him in and then, uh, and ah, then he finally gets to square off against uh, William oh, Peterson back. does he say that's a direct quote 
my back, pal. Oh, my back. Uh, and uh, oh, God. there's oh. some struggling or whatever, and then William Peterson throws him out. He throws a him out a window. And there's a oh, yeah. pretty kind of amazing shot where like, you see this gorgeous down. moonlit uh, yeah. lakeside. They live like goes, right on the lake. And he goes, boo, blap, yeah. <laughs> and hits a rock. And he's just dead he's on dead. This, this flat rock right by this, like, right by right below their house. It's fucking great. And that does it. And, and he's that's dead. the end. And he's dead. And then the movie ends. Like so many of these movies do, uh, I love that they just go like, they don't, there's like hardly, a, there's like, they, I think there's maybe a shot of the family like, hey, well, here's all the people who aren't dead. Yeah. And no, then I it, believe you then can actually day. see Mark Wahlberg's corpse as it pulls back in the credits roll. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's one of those credits it's where daytime they, where and the they, cops uh, are there now yeah. and stuff. So where, and, where instead of going directed by, it's his like second associate director. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh, well, cool. I mean, the opening credits end with directed by sure. whomever I always it was. find that James, James, Fo- James Foley, James, James Foley, Journey yeah. Man director James Foley. He of Glengarry Glen Ross. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh, he does a lot of TV now. Did The Corrupter, also with Mark Wahlberg. Oh, uh, After Dark, right. My Sweet, a very good movie. After Dark, My Sweet. We're gonna we're gonna get that that one sometime. Yeah. I, that movie's great. It's done a lot of cool stuff. Um, Fucking a. Um, but uh, yeah, all in all, I don't know. I I, I like it's fun. It's kind of liked this movie. That's good. I like yeah. this one. Yeah. This was good. Yeah. Uh, um, let's see. Uh, I don't know. What do we, what do we got? What quotes. Do you, got? you you Emily. What do you got? Um, I was just Any? about to say. That Tom Skerritt and Mark Wahlberg were both in the movie Ted. Ooh. <laughs> I'm all about finding the little links between all three of the movies. Movie connections. Um, I don't. I think. I don't think I wrote down many quotes besides the ones we already yeah. mentioned within the context of our of our things we were doing. The, uh, the only I, got, she, I only I said she she just looked like a slut is my favorite line. Yeah. <laughs> I got two. Um, my my absolute favorite quote in the whole movie, and there's lots of funny stuff that people say in it, but it's where Alyssa Milano uh, goes up to the little uh, Victorian boy and goes, "Hey there, handsome. When are you gonna grow up so I can ravage you?" Right. <laughs> he is like seven. <laughs> The little kid. Hey, the tables are turned after all the uh, after the, the 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 other relationships in the movies we watch. You know, older men and very young women. That's true. It's about time. It's That's about time. True. Hashtag. It's about time. Hashtag. Hashtag about time. About time. <laughs> Hashtag. Too late. Uh, <laughs> Hashtag. Uh, then there's late. then there's a really funny line that Gary. Did we talk about how Gary gets his neck fucking broken? <laughs> That's right. Oh, we uh, forgot about we Gary. Forgot about so many Gary, people Gary actually did get murdered. Gary, Mark sta- Gary stands up to him neck. in the lunchroom when uh, Mark Wahlberg confronts uh, confronts Reese Witherspoon when she doesn't want to see him, and he's like, Gary's like, Hey, man, leave her alone. And Mark Wahlberg does not take that well. He chases him down into the woods and breaks He literally starts just like jogging next to him and talking to him like really creepy in the woods (laughs) and then literally snaps his neck and I totally forgot that had happened and was was genuinely shocked and surprised (laughs) when he killed Gary. I was like, shit's going down right now. When I was watching, we both went, oh, fuck. It's the first death in the movie. And it's so quick. You also think there's going to be a whole scene and he just, he like gets him down and they're like, okay, now's the part he just, oh, no, here's the part where he breaks his neck yeah. And it cuts to the next scene. Yeah, yeah it was wow. Really, it was startling. For but before, sure. but before Gare Gare gets uh, <laughs> gets iced, there's a part when he reacts to something shocking that uh, Reese Witherspoon says, "With Jesus, came me in Singapore." Because <laughs> remember, <laughs> remember, yep, it was, was talking a, about current events yep. at the time, or even like those those events were like a few years old. <laughs> <laughs> I, think they, I think they might have been. Uh, but we all got said Kane. that. Yeah, yeah, we all said came me in Singapore. I was literally Reese Witherspoon's age that she is in this movie when I saw this movie uh, I was 16 I went and saw this with uh, with my friends I went and saw this with two uh, couples and I was alone <laughs> you were the non oh my the god you were the fifth wheel good times and I was also this movie and I was also like on a roller coaster. <laughs> yeah <laughs> I don't think those girls wanted me there I'll tell you that <laughs> 
they were like, Gary, Travis you were coming? Gary. You were a fucking Gary. Yeah, I was absolutely Gary. And uh, yeah, I, I just remember um, that was like when I was beginning to be like a real. You guys can't see film. the single tear. <laughs> Somebody, somebody's gonna lick Travis's tears. At it's the end a of this very podcast. long. Oh, it's a very long tear. So I'm gonna count it as multiple tears. Okay, it keeps going. I They're like all the dead salty though. Tears. They're all dead now. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> oh. I made sure of that. I made sure of that. I said I loved you, so they're all dead. <laughs> and they're little dog. But I, but I was like beginning to be like a real film snob at the time too. And they were like, "We're gonna go see Fear." And I was like, "These fucking sheeple! We're gonna go see this popular entertainment." And I was like, "A bitch about it the whole time too." So I was really making myself welcome there. Uh, but like, this movie's fun. This you guys, this is really it's it's really interesting to hear you guys having seen this when it came out and being like, oh, it's like some mainstream whatever. Because like, when I saw these movies, I was like, wow, this is like some hidden gem 90s like thriller movie <laughs> that, just, that none of my friends have seen. <laughs> so this it's, is just it's, popular <laughs> entertainment. Yeah, this is what all the teens I mean, went to go see. These are This is the kind of shit they were making still yeah. then. Yeah. So uh, at this t- at this point, I went and saw literally anything that came out. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I was even less picky than I am now. I didn't see I didn't see any of these until less this last week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, you got, uh, you got them now. Yeah, yeah. I saw this movie a lot. I feel like I saw this when I was younger than when I had seen uh, Crash and Poison Ivy because I, I had remembered that scene where he writes on the car. Now I popped both your cherries, but I like <laughs> I I would always and still do watch like a ton of Lifetime movies. And so in my brain, it was like from one random fucking Lifetime movie, and I couldn't place where it was. And then it wasn't until I rewatched it on oh. this go that I was like. That's where the fucking line came from. Yeah, this is the most fucked up Lifetime movie ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, ratings. Three and a half Judds. Mm-hmm. Three and a half Douglases. Three and a half. Yeah. You know, I have weird standards right. to this. It's not just the... It, I, I think it's a little bit sleazy, but also the way it treats Alyssa Milano's character that is really is, disgusting. That's pretty gross. Uh, you know, the now I pop both the cherries, the fingering on the fucking roller yeah, coaster. Right. I mean, I'm going to... You know, this is... Wahlberg's a, voice. Mm, yeah, makes me makes me horny. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna give it three and a half of both, and uh, and I'm gonna give it a uh, hundred out of a hundred severed dog heads. Oh baby, uh, I'm gonna give it uh, I'm gonna give it three and a half judges. It's fuck, it's fun. I enjoyed the hell out of myself watching this. Yeah. Uh, it's a stupid movie, but I mean, it's the good kind of stupid movie. Yeah. Uh, I'm giving it two. I'm gonna give it two. Uh, two and a half Douglas. Wow. You don't see much, but I mean that roller coaster scene is is the stuff of legends. It's so iconic. Uh, and <laughs> and I'm gonna give it uh, however many pounds on the chest it takes to make a bruise that you can't see because that's where he wears a shirt. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm I'm gonna give it three and a half Judds. Also, it's a solid thriller too. Like it's, totally. the home invasion it's, stuff's pretty. It's, it's pretty genuinely, great. and I mean, even before that, Mark Wahlberg is genuinely pretty like terrifying in a lot, of, a lot of this. Uh, and I'm, you know what? I'm gonna go three. I'm gonna go. I'm with man. I'm gonna go three and a half uh, Douglases because while you don't see a lot, it's the whole movie is kind of like feels like a film of gross over it, and yeah. just and the, you know, I mean, we can't say enough the scene on the roller coaster, which is like both like 
uh, but also played to be romantic. Yeah. Like, it's a very romantic scene, kind of. And then also the scene where he, like, comes into her room and, like, has sex with her the first time. Before that, he, like, steals. He looks and steals the daddy's girl bracelet. Oh, God. It's just everything he does is kind of gross and creepy. And that conversation he has with William Peterson before he starts beating himself. Yeah. <laughs> like, the, mm-hmm. it's all, the whole thing is just kind of, like, gross. Plus, there's multiple times where adults call Reese Witherspoon a, a slut. Her, by, by adults, I mean her parents. Yeah. <laughs> that that, that word. It, just all three of these movies that we watched, that word yeah. was getting thrown around a lot, and I am yeah, I am glad it is not as common in the lexicon now. <laughs> yeah, because Jesus Christ. Uh, and I'm gonna give it uh, one out of one uh, eight year olds murdering crust punks with a car. <laughs> <laughs> Donald Logue, Woo. down he goes. Uh, what are we doing? Uh, what are we doing we next? Do Emily's. Oh, Emily's. Oh, I'm sorry. Still. Jesus, Christ. we're forgetting about our guest. We have Hello. a special guest today. Hello. Um, I'm gonna do. Uh, I'm gonna do. Uh, Four Judds because uh, yeah. I thought this was a really scary movie. I thought it was really intense, a really good thriller. It it held up to what I remembered it um, being, and I totally forgot some moments like the home invasion shit and stuff like that. So I really liked it. I'm gonna give it four Douglases because yeah. the roller coaster, whatever we talked about that. Um, popping cherry, just like some terms thrown around here. Popping cherries. He had his paws all over you. How he talked to the dad about fucking his daughter. Uh, his all over your voice, stick. All over his stick. Yeah. Uh, the Ellis Milano rape stuff. Yeah. Um, basically just the whole movie just left me feeling kind of gross, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm giving it four Douglases. Um, I'm giving it, I'm giving it five uh, Bush songs. Ooh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Wow. Were there five Bush songs in it? Probably. 16 stone. Good stuff. <laughs> Fucking bush. All right. Well, that's, next time it's this. Uh, next time we've got. Uh, next time we're doing some uh, some more steamy some more steamy movies. But these all are pretty much involve adults. Uh, Body Heat, <laughs> The Hot Spot, and Wild Things, which Ooh. is about teenagers, but they're clearly like in their early thirties or yeah. whatever. Yeah. So <laughs> they don't care. there's no they don't there's care. no mistaking these people in this movie for actual. It's gonna get hot, but it's gonna get pretty steamy and hot up in here. It's gonna get We're hot. turning up the heat next episode. You guys better bring your Gatorade. <laughs> <laughs> you got anything? Uh, Look up a fan. <laughs> yeah, let's say let's just say a quick thanks to our special guest Emily Sutterback. Oh, thank, thank you for coming you. on. Thanks, thanks for, for thanks for thanks uh, for it was great because I was I curated <laughs> these three for you. Sparkling seltzers. And thank yeah. you for the thank you for the White Claw. Thanks for our sponsor, White Claw. Hard seltzer. <laughs> where can people uh, follow you if if you want them to do so? I was like, where can on people social, buy White Claw on at social media? Show. Yeah, not in real life. Um, uh, oh my god, do I even have my social media names memorized? Uh oh. Um, if you want, you can follow me on Letterboxd. I'm just whatever okay mm-hmm. whatever and then okay okay a y isn't is that your instagram as well my instagram is that but it's whatever and then zero k <laughs> so uh that's your twitter too isn't and then it? my twitter is uh i think my twitter is just e Solderback. Oh. okay okay but uh my name is e-m-a-l-i-e if you just search that i'm probably like the only one well follow uh kevin matt and i on the social medias uh, rate us five stars and review us on itunes yep uh find uh you can follow suspense, suspense is killing us on instagram as well and um yeah i guess that uh, about wraps it up until next time the suspense is killing us Bye. bye Bye.